welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Is it recording? Yeah. All right. Because we fucked up the other ones. We, we can't fuck up this one. Okay, ready? Yeah. Do you count it down? I'll nod it out. All right. This is the opening. <laughs> Which episode? Uh, we're talking about stress. Oh. Yeah. So we're already recording now. The yeah. intro. It, it says 936. That was a long virtual pub. Holy fuck. I ran a big tab that night. I started looking. Yeah, I mean, I started looking around. You got, I got beers over there. You just put some beers back up. Quite a few. Well, I've got a couple beers and a hoodie. There's beer that weren't even on the podcast here on the table right now. I, I mean, it might have been a pretty good little episode. It was a very good episode. Well, it bled into the after party. Cue uh, the song. Oh, I thought you meant to cue the song, no. like the Pines of Polishing song. Like, if we had an editor, that the song going right now. <sighs> but we We're don't. not that badass. We could be with we the could. right person. Ooh. True. Hmm. True. We could. Well, uh, so we had a really good uh, discussion over a couple not-so-good beers Whoa. and then a good beer. Okay. Mr. Patterson, we never... 50-50 uh, for Marty. Let's go ahead and, at the first, let's go ahead and since we don't rate the beers. We didn't at we all. We didn't at all. So we'll do it in the opening. All right. Uh, Prairie Artesian Ale Pineapple Upside Down Cake. Go. One of two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a one. I'm never drinking that again. Ever. The best I can ever do. Yeah, never. Uh, but then we go to Prairie Artesian Ales, so the exact same brewery. Different uh, sour. This, They're yes, both sour ales, though. Both sour. Uh, pineapple upside down cake. Sour ale with pineapple pecans, cherries, and yellow cake. You can't taste any. No, thing. I yeah, I just taste. All you taste is sour. Sour. That's like, it. There's no. It's just like ooh. They should have I, said Prairie Artisanales sour beer. Sour beer. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's yeah, no flavor. In no that flavor. Just sour. All right, but Prairie Artisanale slush. Yeah. Ooh, already a it was better a step word. Up. Already a better word. It was a one point step up. Yeah. Three. Since you didn't even know what an upside down cake was. Yeah. You know what a slush is, though. I do know what a slush is. Yeah. I, I a, also do three slush sour ale. Oh, yeah, it was a one step up from the other one. Oh, I thought you were already rating. I did. Three. I did. You did. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Uh, strawberry, raspberry, lemon, and lime rated a three. There was some flavor, but not a lot. Hmm. Man. Well, I'm gonna. Mm. Mind you, we're already at three minutes in the intro, well, so I'm, we should hurry this up. I'm gonna, I'm, I am. I'm just waiting for that. I, this is why I took that deep breath, and a, a nice little swallow. Okay, um, yeah, you did talk about that quite a bit on the episode. I just, man, I, I, I'm really gonna go three five on this. Well, you have cool. What? Yeah. You're gonna well, rate I, that sour a three five. Oh, I liked it. That much. It was, it was Are borderline. You just to the go reason above why my... it took so long for me to give my review. I almost went four. On that beer? I, I did. 
Really? I did. Remember, like, if yeah, we had face, the video of yeah, it, I but, went, oh, like, this is it. If like, we can get John to go back and beer. find that part of the video, yeah. We, like, I'd, I'd like love to beer. see that yeah. behind this audio. But I thought you were just like, okay, this is better than what No, you no. Got. I went, oh, okay, this is it. Yeah, that is, I like you it. You made the O face. I, well, I, I made that prefix. Oh, so four. Mm. Yeah, I mean, didn't go all the way five, all the way. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little pre-gaming right there. That's right. Definitely. All right. Hey, you guys enjoy the episode. <laughs> Detailers, hey, before you listen to this episode, I really want to encourage you to do two things, right? Two very easy things that you're going to benefit from a lot. First, Every Wednesday night, 7.30, hop on Zoom, use your phone, use your tablet, use whatever you want. Use meeting ID 918-800-1188 and come have a beer with detailers from around the country. Hey, nothing more better than to chill in your own couch, your own patio, wherever. We got guys that are detailing. We got guys that are sitting by the pool. They're all over. You know what? We've got even ladies from up in Canada that keep hopping on. Who knows who's going to be on this Wednesday, 7.30 Central, 918-800-1188 is the meeting ID. All right, number two, the second thing that is going to benefit you a lot is also use that number and send me a text, 918-800-1188, and let me know how I can help you. We're not sure what's coming and looming, but boy, all I know is if we can be a community together, work chat back and forth, then we'll all grow and continue to push forward our great detailing industry through the coming tough times. Hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Hope you make it a great day. We're recording. We are. Okay. Well, since I said three, two, one. You said then, three, two, one. And then I know, but then like, you're supposed I, I was to, waiting. Typically, you normally give me that little head nod. Typically, you're the you one. I never give head. you any head. I just, typically, you're the one that's the like, pumpkins, though, right? I do not do that either, actually. Oh, no head. Different episode. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. You're, on, right, the, you're well, on the wrong podcast, sir. You want, you want to say what podcast we're on? Yeah, this is the Pints and Polishing. Which one are you referring to? You uh, have other, I know you have other side ventures oh, here, Marshall. Yeah private one you know, hey at the end of this podcast with, can uh, you give your plug to your other uh <laughs> your other podcasts uh well, i don't know we could i guess i mean can i i can you can really do whatever you want yeah. all right so what do we got here this is uh prairie artesian ales pineapple upside, upside down, down cake. cake are you do you like pineapple upside down cake uh i i i like pineapple a little bit but i mean if you actually had the cake i don't know what upside down cake is Oh no! It's it's an actual form of cake. I, 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 I You've never it. had it. Mm-mm. But it's, it's upside down. Yeah. Is it a cake that's just upside down? Pretty much. So what's does it taste any different? Yeah, they it's make it different. Is it taste any different? Yeah, they put a bunch of stuff that they wouldn't put on a normal cake. Because it's so upside down. Such as pineapple. Down. Huh? Right? Do you ever eat pineapple on just like regular cake? No. Right. So yeah, I mean, it does taste different. Because they make it upside down and put random shit all over it. Cool. I'll yeah. have to try some. All right. Good choice, though. Minus the sour part. Hopefully it's not uh, too bad. Hopefully it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. 
That is just what I mm. wanted. Wow. That mm. is per. That's so good, isn't it? You like that? Mm. I'm glad you like it. Mm. Mm. Is that mm. like? Are those, are those tears of joy? Uh, <laughs> take my breath away was not a, <laughs> not exactly a, a good thing here. <laughs> oh no. Oof. Hmm, more for me. We just, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of times you and I go completely different on, on flavors. You don't like this at all? Uh, yeah, at all. Because you don't taste the pineapple, which I don't either? Because it's, I don't do sour. See, it's I just, like the sweet stuff. Yeah, it's just a bit of a Hey, we got, we, got, we got one on the line here, Miss Patterson. What's that? Oh, who's that? Hey, let's jump right into our guest. Let's do it. Hey, John. How's it How going, man? How you doing? Doing all right? All right, so you say you don't like uh, sours either? You like the sweet stuff, huh? I like sweet stuff. Um, I brew, I brew my own beer, and so I. Man, John, I like your style. You guys are one of the same. I like your style, John. Always trying to brew something sweet, Um, and I can only brew at certain times out of here because it's just so hot. Um, So yeah, so I like uh, personal best is is like a peach peach wheat. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's that would be my all time favorite. All right, so mine is a watermelon wheat. And, and I'll crush up an entire big, huge melon, blend it all up, and then put it in the uh, second fermenter. Whew. Yeah, man. See, I, I don't like watermelon, but I love the watermelon taste. Yeah. So that might actually be really, really good. Yeah. Oh, you don't like a physical watermelon. You like... Nope, nope. I, gotcha. I don't like the physical watermelon, but I love, mm. like, Jolly Ranchers and, and watermelon anything else. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, definitely do it. Uh, second fermenter, it uh, increases alcohol level quite a bit, too. Yeah. Multiple times, Mr. Patterson uh, yeah. was not able to drive home after drinking. Uh, yeah, your couch was quite nice. Just a few. So, uh, I will yeah. definitely have to put that on my list now. Yeah, you should. <laughs> All right, John, so introduce yourself, man. Uh, thanks for taking the time to come on to the Pints and Polishing podcast. Uh, definitely some good community and... Uh, Welcome, man. Give us a little brief, brief background. You know, who's John Bates? Uh, where are you from? How you grew up? Who were you as a kid? All that good stuff. Uh, well, basically, uh, first and foremost, uh, John with Ride and Shine Auto Detailing, based out of a city called Buckeye, Arizona, um, where it is hot as hell out here. Uh, sometimes people from hell come out here just to get a, a cool down. Wow. And, uh, we used that line yeah, before. Yeah, I think yes. I think that yes. was very well polished. All right, so hot as in dry. But still hot, right? So what? It, it's still yeah. So it definitely is is dry. We are in what is called a monsoon season. So when it does come through, it comes through and just dumps like a bucket. Gets humid as heck. Um, but it will not. It won't do anything until it gets at least sixty percent humidity. So um, it's just a little bit different. Uh, dry heat is definitely you know different. I'm from Colorado originally, so uh, dealing with. Uh, a, a dryness when it's when it's hot it's it hits your face and it stings you know so you definitely have to acclimate totally different um and being a detailer you know i had to learn differently from working on cars out in the cold uh from my grandfather's shop to starting my own business out here eight years ago um and just kind of doing things totally different from uh um, hydration and and not passing out to making sure that, uh, you know, water is uh, not spotting on cars. I mean, so I've been doing this uh, quite some time, but uh, my grandfather raised me doing this business uh, to keep me out of trouble, hmm. uh, high school dropout. So, and here I am, uh, you know, now, you know, when I first started, I, all I wanted to do was pay my mortgage, 
and uh, now I've got my own daily goals where, um, you know, I just want to, I want to help other people not make the same mistakes that I had to fumble through because my grandfather was old school and he was big on, on watching you fumble for the right reasons um, and making you try the things you had to try before you asked versus, oh, I just don't want to ask. Or I don't want to learn. I want to, he made you try all avenues first. So that's it's kind of interesting, right? There's a there's a massive switch probably in a lot of today's younger generation. I actually am old enough now to say such uh, wow. horrible things, but uh, it is true. <laughs> you youngins, uh, you youngins today don't know how to look nothing up. You just want answers. You know, is that is that sort of what you're saying? Like, it, a lot of times, information is so easy. Most people don't want to even take the time to look it up because it's too easy. Yeah, you just post on well, Facebook. So, so even just in the detailing world, it's very, very easy to jump on YouTube and, uh, you know, work on, on... Yeah, like DJ said, like you hop in a group and just say... And ask a question. Hey, what what polishers everybody use? And next thing you know, you get 15th, you know, 100 different mm-hmm. ideas instead of actually going and spending the time to, to look at them all. What poly- yeah. Right, but when, you, when you're innocent, you, you learn... You have to learn to get a thick skin because... There isn't everybody that, that's just open to communication of, you know, well, this polisher is the best, this polisher is not the best. And instead of backing it up on why they think it's the best, um, it just becomes, you know, one-sided sometimes. And so it's nice to – I like to go sometimes just to be a voyeur so that I can actually see, one, who's complaining the most about a certain product because when they do – I like to go test those products to see why they didn't work. Um, and that's more of a journey for me because sometimes products work great in different areas, different altitudes, different shapes. Very much. I mean, we would say definitely here in Oklahoma with our humidity, I mean, uh, the humidity level through the Midwest to the south it's very high. It's very high, and it, it, it changes your ride, John. It completely changes not only how regular cleaners work, but, I mean, you start talking coatings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's a completely different ballpark. So, you know, completely get that, John. It, that's a great move to, to make, to, to, to understand that products work differently in different environments. So good for you, John. Yeah, so it's just it's, it's all about uh, the biggest thing is, is is what was always taught to me is, you don't work with so much. You work with what you have, and you work with as little as possible to become efficient. Yeah. Um, so what's your granddad do for a living? He, he was a detailer, so basically hmm. a, a one-armed detailer. What? And I say that because his, his shop was one of those, those shops that never had a sign on it. Um, and my uncle next door did auto body and painted and my grandfather ran, you know, basically the detailing shop um, where basically, you know, Cadillacs were rolling in and, and, you know, we were cleaning them from top to bottom. And, and you know, we were washing out, you know, depending on, on how much trouble me and my brother got in, we were washing out the, the semis uh, across the alley. Um, and then we had to polish them after we were done. You know, it depends on how much we pissed off grandpa. But How long had he been doing that? He was, as far as I can always always remember my lifetime he was always doing it until he passed away um and uh there's still you know the business is still running in that that fashion that it's just so old school 
um, that there's clients that, you know, even after his passing, that still um, have their cars shipped to Colorado just so that, you know, my grandfather's facility can do it. And to me, it just speaks volumes because if you go into my grandfather's shop, one, it wouldn't look like a shop. It would just look like uh, a semi-shop that just changes semi-tires and stuff like that. Yeah, so when did he start it? God, I would say, God, I, w- I was probably six, seven years old, but I, I know, and I'm, I'm 42, so... Oh, okay, so he started it later in his life. He didn't start it, you know, like maybe a younger, you know... I don't know. I haven't heard of somebody detailing in like the 40s and 50s. Mm-mm. What would they would have had to get cars cleaned somehow, though, right? But see, see how, how he did it was 60s, he, 70s. He washed the car out with the water hose. Oh, that's right. With yeah. soap, and, but nobody did a service-based type. I highly doubt it. No, no, it was very, it was very rarely. You always had the same, the same exact. Uh, uh, shop back that was blowing out everything. No, we're it's, talking like old yeah, yeah, yeah. school, like no, 40s I know what you're 50s, talking about, but like, I can't, I can see that being a part of the cult, like, you just wash your own car, because if I you agree. can afford a yeah, car yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true You too. know what I mean? Like, you too. took care of it. Not 60s, everyone 60s, 70s I would think the 70s and 80s would have really been... That would have been the boom of that, probably, but yeah. if we were to go back would be... So would he have started, do you think, in the 70s, John? He started, I'm going to say it was probably around 72, 73. It was early 70s. That's probably when. Really, because that's when I really noticed, um, when I, you know, growing up, I started noticing the classics of, you know, the the late late 60s, early 70s, really just being a constant. Um, So, yeah, I would say it was definitely in the 70s. Somewhere in the early 70s. Wow. I wonder what that transition was was like. I wonder if it was more like, you said your uncle owned a body shop, right? With the detailed out yeah. of. I wonder if it was just became a request, like, "Hey, my car is here to be repaired. Can you clean it too?" Oh, that's, it spurred that's from exactly that versus, that's yeah, started, not know. just I started a detailing business. It's from a demand. I saw an opportunity, and you know that's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Are they still next to each other, like the the detail shop and the body shop? The body shop is my uncle doesn't run it anymore. He sold sold it. But uh, the uh, detailing shop, uh, as far as I know, uh, is still there, and it's still just kind of like a like a little hole in the wall that that uh, you know just still doesn't have the sign. But it was just it was one of those that when you dealt with my grandfather, he was that 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 crotchety man that just said, you know, something I, I can make your life living hell very easily with just one little scratch from my hook, and he did. He legitimately had a hook, and. He was always messing he would, with you. He would fuck with you? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was He was there. But he taught you. I mean, and the job was never done until it was done. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm... I'm so what'd your dad do? My dad? Did he stay in the my business, too? My dad wasn't ever in the picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my oldest brother... So my life came from... My middle brother and I, we lived with my grandparents... Um, because I was the youngest, I was the trouble child, um, and my oldest brother and sister, they lived with my mom and dad, so two different worlds, um, and how we grew up in, you know, I was detailing cars, you know, because I got suspended from school, and I ended up getting in more trouble because I ended up having more fun working for <laughs> The discipline was, was better than the actual... Uh, 
it just worked is out so think? much so much what's better. that like back when you would give away blumpkins at the car wash i don't know just like, what the hell yeah, you're talking really about really isn't as bad why are you as... so fixated on blumpkins i just don't you need to <laughs> <laughs> i think we need to have a talk <laughs> I can't do it, but I might be able to find someone that can provide the service for you. Just because I know you're just, you really, really want one. But I'm not the guy. Like, I'm just, I'm not that guy. I, I was just asking a question, man. <laughs> I'm just you went down a big rabbit trail. No, there was no rabbit trail. Yes trail. or no question. It, like, it, it, that was, that what you were thinking? That was more of a hell no. Blumpkins no. back in the day? Wanting now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. So we, uh, we are going to hop into beer number two. Yeah. All right. Oh, different beer now. We're going to switch it up? Uh, I don't know. You just, you're done with yours, so I figured you're ready for to grab a beer. Oh, okay. Uh, we, uh, we're testing the uh, no air conditioner to try and keep that humming down, and it's pretty warm in here now, and we're chugging this beer pretty quick, so I, I don't know how long that humming is going to stay off. Yeah, it's going to go on here pretty, pretty quick. Uh, but so, John, when did you start your business? All right, man. What what made you uh, what made you decide to do that? And and tell me about the the business model that you chose because you know, giving from the shop setting you were, I think it's very interesting uh, the direction you've gone in your in your business. So, basically, what drove it was uh, I was in between jobs, and uh, which what brought me out here to Arizona to begin with. And uh, basically, my nephew had got himself suspended from school because he decided to smoke pot in his car. Go to no way! Yeah, and then he got uh, suspended for a week. That's it. A so week. we we cleaned. DJ, his how car. long did you get in trouble for? I never got caught smoking weed in the car. <laughs> I had old janky, Man, kind of like, dude. I knew close. all the spots. That's close. I got caught. I got a paraphernalia ticket once, though. Oh. That's a funny story. Yeah. All right, go ahead, John. Sir. Yeah, so he, he got uh, he got in trouble, and uh, I found more joy trying to uh, clean his car. And and I'm like, wow, I'm, just, I'm I'm good at this. I'm like, I remember this, you know, because I, I remember doing all this stuff, and I just really enjoyed it. Because um, I every once in a while, my grandfather would fire us and make us go learn. something. <laughs> <laughs> Not only he would hook you, and then he would he fire you every once in a while. He would literally John, how many times brother. did you get fired? Yeah, yeah, that's I, really what we want to That's the question. Know. Five times that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> In a uh, how many year period here? Oh, uh, he, he, he would fire you once a year. God, once, that's funny. Once a year, he would say, you know, have you, have, you, have you worked any other job lately? I said, no, I haven't done it. He's like, oh, well, you know, the, uh, the immigrants are coming in next month. You know, you can go... Uh, Pull the weeds with those guys with the, the potatoes, and uh, he would he would make you learn something new every single day. So, you know, it was about he didn't want the business to be the only thing we knew. You know, he wanted to make sure that that we could do many things and take care of our families. And, and if it came down to it, if the business stopped, you know, what what could we do as as adults? You know, and what, what did he want to do? And he says, you may not like cars. You may just flat out love it. My brother, the first chance he got a chance to get out, he was done. He was done cleaning the car. He says, I don't think I've cleaned my car in five years, and I don't care. Me, I, I, I love doing what I do. It's, it's the passion that gets me through the hard times. But basically, 
I didn't really know the business model. I didn't quite understand because where I'm located at now, there, you know, I was hustling for 25, 30 bucks for full details. Details like, you know, that I would, you know, if I said I wanted to make 100 bucks in a day and that was, you know, revenue, you know, I had to pull, you know, three details and, and they were getting, you know, they were getting everything because I just didn't know. My grandfather always said, do this and we did it. And not knowing enough about the business side of it, I'm just like, well, I know it's that the customer's right. I'm going to take care of the customer. And so the first short time, I mean, I was breaking my back on every single level of, of, uh, I'm just working more than I really needed to. And so on one side, it, it gave me the clientele that I've got. On the other side, it hurt me because some of those clients moving forward were still expecting it for the 35 bucks. So when the real world came in and I said, hey, whoa, whoa, I know what my worth is. I know what oh, I should be. That's, that's when we either made the judgment to keep certain clients at what we call the OG price Hmm. or suck it up and say, hey, I'm sorry, but... I don't know if that's know your worth, so to speak. I think that's just progression in business, right? Because I, I immediately remember when I would sometimes have to level up, in a sense, for a new venture or a new thing that I wanted to do, right? I mean, especially when I'm a mobile detailer, looking forward to starting a car wash, right? I mean, you have to begin to make changes. DJ, I know... You've probably got plenty of stories. That oh, that's right up my alley. Yeah, where you've you've gone. <clears throat> okay, cut. now it's time to go ahead and do this. And yeah. So you've you've made changes. What are some of the things you've done? Uh, I mean, just to hit on this point or piggyback off that, like we've had, our whole business was built on a membership style. So we would see clients every uh, every two weeks, and they were only paying, you know, forty to sixty bucks depending on the size of the vehicle every two weeks. I mean, I started the company with only five of those type of clients. And I've gained more and more of those clients as I've grown, as I grew in that first one to three years. And I look up, I'm doing really good for myself. But when I start to hire a team member, I'm wondering where my money's going because I'm not making a lot of money anymore at that point. So I realized real quickly that you have to watch the numbers. The numbers don't sustain. That model doesn't sustain scalability. So I had to switch up uh, my demographic if I wanted to hire and grow and get out of the truck. So I had to let those clients know. And some of them stayed for a little bit. But I don't have I have zero clients on the OG price anymore because isn't that funny? That was a great name, John. Yeah, I like OG that. Price. I'm going to use that now. Yeah. But I have zero clients there, and I'm okay with that. But it took a because you're so you have such a good relationship with those people when you first start for that many years to say, hey, I'm sorry, I can't come here anymore for forty dollars, or oh, yeah. or or I can't come here anymore. That's hard too. So I've lost clients because the price has been raised. But I've lost clients, even though the price was raised, they stayed with me. But when I got out of the truck, then they left because they felt like they weren't supporting me anymore, maybe. Or the relationship was gone. The experience was gone with DJ. And now they're working with Eco Green and not just DJ. It's a tough, it's a tough transition. It is. It's it a really very is. Tough transition for a lot of, a lot of businesses yeah, as definitely. they grow. John, man, what a great point. Thank you for sharing that. So where are you at now? You know, you're, I think you... You're pretty active on social. Uh, what's your business like? Uh, I, I believe you're 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 100% mobile, correct? 100% mobile. Yes. Yeah. 
so so where why mobile right you know why why have you stayed in that model with being mobile and tell us about you know what your current business is like so one one thing that i i really pride myself on is the fact that i'm not too good to go wash a car for 25 bucks i also love the really nice payday ceramic coatings and stuff like that when we're doing that so because I have, have scraped the bottom and I have lived at the top routine of, of my business model, you know, I can be comfortable and, and know that the travel is not an issue. But where I used to live in Colorado, for my wife and I and my kids to go do something, we had to drive an hour and a half. Mm. Just go do. Where did you live in Colorado? Uh, I lived in a place uh, basically called, it was called Brush, Colorado. Okay, what's it, what's it close what's to? What's the biggest city close to it? Well, let's see. It's like two hours away from uh, uh, Ogallala, Nebraska. Oh, okay. So around Sterling. Sterling is the is Sterling. Okay, sorry. Okay, let me ask. So like northeast. So when I think Colorado, I think Denver or Colorado Springs. Yeah, south. But so you're thinking what? Like northeast? Is that what it is? Northeast. Yeah, further northeast. Okay. Okay. Like, like almost into from Nebraska into Wyoming, that corner. Wow. Okay. So like way up, like so. So you drive, that'd be interesting. That's you either drive south an hour or southwest an hour, right? Hour and a half. Well, okay. so what's the people like up there? I've never really met anybody that's from. I mean, that's an interesting pocket of Is the that, United like States. Like the panhandle of Oklahoma. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And so the hospitality's there. I mean, you're, you're dealing with you're dealing with more of a you know country bunking. Yeah. But I think they're going to be a little rougher up there because that weather's colder. And if you get some of those Nebraska nights <clears throat> that come over, I mean. <laughs> What's a Nebraska night? Bro, wait till you go up to Nebraska. I'm not going anytime soon. Oh, you soon. have to. It, they're a different breed up there. Uh, the Cornhusker State, like they're, they're, they're just a little different up there. Huh. Yeah, it's just, it's just, a, solid, it's just a solid mentality, just totally different. And so for me, my business model – I wasn't afraid to travel in into some of these areas. So where I'm at, I'm so Arizona specifically is, is split off into three regions. It's East Valley, Central, Phoenix, and West Valley. The East Valley is where the uppity up, that's where you've got the very, very high end, really, really nice shops that are charging, you know, three hundred dollars an hour to, to service a car and, and stuff like that. I mean it's the very, very high end ritzy place the west valley of where i live now it's booming it's one of the the biggest cities booming in the united states and i i always told my wife i'm like i'm i said i'm not stressing about it because we had no car washes here whatsoever so i'm gonna let buckeye grow around us and that's exactly what it's doing it's growing around it hey john marty almost choked john i just realized it's 720 and we haven't even got to the first point Oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, no, no car no, washes. No, I, yeah, I, I think that's. But I just, I just went, holy shit, man! We've had such a blast just here chatting with you. That's we funny. haven't even gotten to any parts of I feel like, like we're sitting in the pub right now. We, we've sitting here for twenty five minutes and we haven't even talked about like. Can you step it up and be a host? <laughs> I know, right? Get your shit together, man. That's not my job to keep us on track. It's yours. I'm watching the sound over here. Okay. 
John, I'm you're, just a you're sound such boy. an easy dude to just sit and fucking like you drink a beer call and chill him easy? with. Yeah. Wow. Easy to chill with. Oh. John likes that. I think you do. Don't you like that, John? Yeah. Being easy? Yeah. You don't like being easy? You being always easy. do like being a fucking hard on like asshole, don't you? Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, all the time, man. <laughs> It's like, what's wrong with being easy? You're right. I know, right? You're right. Jeez. I should loosen up. You must have a lot of stress. I do. Man, I, I totally Certain get days it. I'm more an asshole than others. Well, I just say, like, the stress of what's going From on stress. In, in business. Yeah. Stress of what's going on in life. The stress of what's going on in today's, a Nice you know? segue. I know, thanks. You That's like really that? good. Uh, Did I get a high five? Uh, okay, what about a community? Yes. All right, community. All right, so, John, we want to talk because, uh, you know, you and I, when I saw what you were talking about, I sent you a message. We talked back and forth about, uh, you know, I said, hey, John, what uh, what stress, you know, what do you stress about in business? So that's what we wanted to deal with today uh, uh, for the episode is on what stresses we have as detailers, what we have as uh, detailing business owners, which is... Uh, it's probably a more significant stress. You know, if we stressed as detailers, it would be on, you know, what pad product combination to use. But as business owners, the stress of the finances, the stress of the marketing, the stress of, you know, not sure what's happened with, you know, John, I think you already said, right? You've got customers that are downsizing, going from two vehicles to one because their money is, uh, is getting crunched. There's a lot of people having and forcing to make cutbacks, myself included. And, um, you know, it's it's a different part of, of time. You know, we had said years ago it was the best time ever to be a detailer. Well, you've already stated, you know, that you know, you've got a lot of people that you know they're cutting back. So what is stressing you out right now? We're going to go around the table, you know, a couple minutes. Uh, what is it that's stressing you out the most right now? So what stresses me out every day is to know that, that, you know, I want to build my business so I can help other people. Not just clean cars. I want to be able to to give the people that actually, you know, have the integrity and want to work. You know, I want to build my business to the point where, you know, I've got health issues. And if there's a day where I can't do it, I want to be able to know that I trust somebody to get things done the way that I want, not a hard ass way, just the fact that I want the client to. So I stress because if something happens to me, I'm screwed. My business doesn't survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I stress is. I've, I've, I've worried about that too a lot of times because there was years, years. I mean, as a mobile detailer, I never had health insurance. Ever. Uh, I didn't. I don't. I didn't have health insurance until I went into the car wash. Hmm. Well, so I get it, man. I, you know, if I when I would break my collarbone or do different shit, like yeah, like it was like, uh oh, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. So the other the other side of the stress is that that I stopped focusing on on what others were doing. Oh, hold on. So, all right, we're gonna go one at a time. All right. Okay. So your first stress was. Uh, uh, Say it again, so I don't take the words out of your mouth. It's just, it's just the fact that, that I I wanted to make sure I build a, 
future because if I'm not working, my business can't make money. That is stressful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of mine will be team members. Um, just managing the different team members' personalities, um, matching their strengths up with other, other team members they work with, um, their complaints, the drama within the team sometimes, um, just all of that like weighs on me. So we're really big on, on team and utilizing everyone on our team to do to work as one unit as a company. Um, and when there's division and things like that, it becomes really stressful. So when someone doesn't like working with someone or someone says something, it's just, it weighs on me heavily because my number one strength, it, my personality is, is harmony. Is my, if you do the, uh, the strength finders test, your top five strengths, mine is harmony. So I can't stand when there's any kind of division or any kind of strife or whatever in my company culturally um, I like everyone to be kind of one unit, so that's really stressful when, there's, when, there's some, when something's out of the whack. We're going through a team member change where our whole culture is shifting because we're, whether we're firing someone or losing someone because they're going somewhere else or whatever have you, bringing on new team members, that's a stressful time as well because you've got someone new on board, and it's just, yeah, so that's, that's one of the top two for sure. Uh, so, we, you know, we had... We had chatted a little bit before, and I was like, we, we figured we were probably going to bump we over. We knew we'd both say yeah, that. Yeah, we, and and it is. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> what was the other day I walked in? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where you're going. I didn't want to call Probably best to go ahead and leave that one alone. Yeah, okay. yeah I mean, it's just, you know, in that build of, of, of trying to, I was talking about this to somebody the other day. I said, Here's here's the dilemma of, of these of of us as not small business. We're not small businesses. We're micro small businesses, oh, right? Like I mean, this. yeah, small business still has probably what twenty team like. Yeah, we're, I don't, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're micro micro, micro business. Second um, time you heard in your life. Yeah, <laughs> and so <laughs> and so uh, so so the challenge is if you've got enough team members. And somebody's not underproducing. There's usually going to be somebody else that's producing, right? You can usually, but if it's only one or two of you, three of you, like you feel and, it, and somebody's really underproducing, you like, feel it. Yeah, like it really fucking stresses you out, and it's like, okay, now we got to go have this sit down. Okay, now we got to talk about this. Now, okay, that like it's. I think that's the hardest part of being a, a micro small business is understanding we created the need a new uh, for, category for businesses on the podcast, I know, right? podcast. <laughs> understanding the need for team members because you can't ever get to the small business level if you don't have you know people there with you and at the same time that stress of managing those people oh man and especially i mean you you start intermixing people and personalities and like that's you said thing, like yeah. it's it just becomes it really does become a whole different avenue i was i was yesterday at one of our customers it's a local car wash um that actually where dj uh you know sharpened his teeth a little bit before he went over to where the big came boy in wash. And dominated no 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 the autos the it, oh before i stepped it up one. a notch yeah before he stepped it up a notch yeah. it was his original stomping grounds of the car wash was our competition that was about two miles away were you guys i guess you were competitors. we were competitors uh but so we service uh this account uh with chemicals and the manager there had three or four young guys out there that were you know they were just 
Come on, you remember? Oh yeah, they're just yeah. jacking off half the time. Well, and not like out in public. True, you guys did Blumpkins in the. Uh, that was your car wash <laughs> you owned. That was the staple. You know what? It's all coming back now. I think I get it. Uh, but they were just out there, you know, horse playing, right? If you want to go old school, right, John? Quit that horse plan. Uh, and, you know, they're just out there goofing off. And, you know, the stress level he was, and I said, man, you know, I remember it. I said, when, uh, when, when, when I. When I had a car wash, it was, you know, I was a babysitter. Yeah. And people would joke and go, no, really, what do you do? And I go, I'm a professional babysitter. No, you literally were. We were. And sometimes we wash cars. <laughs> like, that's. A lot of cars. We yeah. But it was just, it was it, the stress of. We were the best kids to babysit, mm, though. Sure. No, we were. We were fun. <laughs> the best to babysit. <laughs> Dude, we were so fun. Especially the so, evening crew. So definitely for me, I mean. Team members, you, you, I love people, and I, you sit and talk to them. You go, listen, as a human, I, I definitely love everything about it and I appreciate this, da, da, da. but then it's that mm-hmm. that business side that gets in the way that, you know, that, whew, man, it, it does cause a lot of stress. All right, so, John, number two, uh, what is stressing you out uh, second most in, uh, in business? What stresses me out is, is, is that, you know, I like harmony, and what stresses me out is that I'm not charging enough. But I'm also afraid that in this time, if I bump it up, because I do know that, hey, this service is going to cost you more, um, I do know that Joe Schmo down the street can possibly do it, whether or not they're just as good or possibly better. You know, sometimes people are just looking for the, the, the cheaper, and that stresses me out every time is that that it's something I can't control the the fact that people deal with stress differently and they think their services are always the best everybody thinks their service is always the best but it's not about that when it comes down to the customer's wallet and I think what stresses me out is the fact that I know that I can do a great job if I'm put in that position but if someone wants to you know, dangle the carrot, which is what I call on a regular basis, dangle the carrot because, oh, well, this guy's $50 cheaper. Can you do it for $75 cheaper? No. I'm not a swap. And I think that's, I, I guess that I'm putting myself out sometimes by not sucking it up and just dealing with it. But then I guess maybe it's the pride that writers go, no, I know that I'm going to do a great job. I know you're going to love it. And where my business works, I make sure that you actually sign off on it versus here you go, have a good day, pay me, I'm getting out of here. I want to see your face, you know, in a couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, so I stress that they're not going to come back um, because might have been great service. Customer been- retention. So I can. I mean, is a is a yeah. It's it's a very big stress. Oh, for sure. It's a very very big stress. For sure. Like, uh, I I completely remember wondering, right. You do these services, you do them, you do them. You, that, yeah, they're gonna, you know, you want to put them on a maintenance. You want to do this, but you, they didn't want to be on a maintenance. Are they going to call you back? You know, how often do you message them? You know, how, like, that stress of keeping that customer on the lure, so to speak, mm-hmm. is extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, 
that's one that, that definitely keeps me up. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. So that, I mean, that's that was a stress for us a long time ago. We we kind of help with that. So there's a service called uh, you can use it. It's called Delighted. So it sends a survey after the detail to them, and customers are more apt to give you their uh, true feelings when they're not in your face. They can actually write it down or write it out. So they'll give you a grade on a scale from one to five where you did. And that can really help you as well. So you get that feedback and justification knowing, okay, this customer rated me a five or a four. Like I'm, so you kind of know where you stand. It gives you a percentage. So you, you know, you're at a 60, 70, 80, 90%. And it's, it, you stay in the 80, 90%, you know, you're doing good. So that gives you that like feedback that you're doing great opposed to just kind of wondering. And I did that when I started hiring team members, which goes into my second stressor, which is quality. So quality for us is a big stressor because hold on what was the name of that again say that again i'm sorry delighted okay cool. so go look at you can is do it your an homework. app is it a they website they can do their home yeah just it's delighted it's uh what go on the it's a, it's a website you can link it up to we have it in our forms okay, it's that, a website though yeah you okay. can find it um there's other ones too but we use delighted um so quality is a big thing for us too so um like i said earlier in the podcast when we first started out I was the main detailer, so I had a, I worked at a 10 at all times. When you hire different people, no one's going to work at a 10. They're going to work at a 6, 7, 8, or 9. Like, you don't want to hire a 5. You don't want to hire even a 6. Um, but you, I kind of had to realize that to grow a business, you know, I'm going to have to have uh, 7s, 8s, and 9s. Everyone serves a different purpose, but our biggest stressor is quality because we get some complaints sometimes, and you know, we have to go back out and fix those issues. So which sucks up our profits and puts us in a negative on certain jobs and so on and so forth. So managing a lot of team members and also maintaining quality is a big stressor as well, because you have to put in training things, you have to put in different surveys and different things to make sure that our customers are receiving a quality service. So that's a huge stressor for us is to make sure we're maintaining quality, especially being the uh, top-rated mobile company in our state or the largest mobile company in our state. Like, people get mad that we're booked out sometimes two weeks. Like, we have a reputation we have to hold up to, and quality is one of our top five core values. So it's a big stretcher to maintain that core value every single day. Uh, yeah. It is. I, I could I could see that uh, definitely. That would be... Uh... People demand a high-quality service with us because we're charging that. So if we're not giving that and we're charging that, that's when you get upset clients. And we're not perfect. No. No one is. No. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for me. Um, my, my second stress is being around people, whether that's, you know, close acquaintances, you know, family, uh, friends, random people that you meet, being around people that uh, don't understand the lifestyle needed to be a entrepreneurial uh, business owner, uh, whatever you want to call us. Like a lot of people that are used to clocking out um, don't understand the, the level that it takes to stay on from the moment you wake up to the moment you close your eyes. Like that's what a lot of times we have to do. And so uh, the stress for me comes in, uh, that emotional stress, I guess, from expectations and from where people don't understand time and, you know, the, the amount of stuff it takes to do things in business. Uh, whew. it, uh, that's my second stress. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can see that. I weigh I weigh that emotion from people. Uh, it, it it sucked early in business when I didn't understand it and I caved. Uh, but uh, I feel Not, like I feel I think, like later in life I've gotten a little bit more guarded in my time. You're up front, like, hey, look, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And if you can't be in my life because I do this, then you're probably not a good fit. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. I get it. That's cool. All right. Well, John, uh, we are going to hop over to the community pub. Uh, Are you going to hop over there with us? Yes, we are. All right. So we're going to go to Zoom and uh, we're going to go to meeting ID 918-800-1188. So uh, anybody that's listening, go to Zoom 918-800-1188. Uh, come have a beer with us there, man. Look forward to it. Thank you so much for the time on the podcast. Where's your social media handle, bro? Rideandshine.com. Or, well, at Rideandshine. R-Y-D-E-N as in Nancy Shine. Okay. There, was there underscores or not? There I were dashes, remember. right? No, it's at Rideandshine. R-Y-D-E-N. Okay. Cool. John, uh... <laughs> We really appreciate all the uh, upbeatness that you always put out for the great community. Great energy, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. You always put out a lot of great energy uh, in what you do. So, man, really appreciate the time that you took to to help us through talking about stresses. I appreciate you, uh, the, the constant support. All right, bro. We'll see you in a sec. We'll see you in a sec. <laughs> What's been going on there? Uh, so we got some pretty bad some storms the other day, but uh, otherwise it's been pretty good. Uh, let's see. Got to experience a went to like a mom and friend got married uh, last Saturday, and it was like a fifty people wedding. Uh, some people had masks, most people didn't, so it was kind of like nobody was really dancing, but we still had fun though. Uh, I'm trying to think what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for that. Uh, that bottle, that CC105. Um, wait till you see his truck. I'm a little. I'm like, oh, that's a, it's a F250 like long bed. Like it's a big, it's a big ass truck. <laughs> like it's gonna be like a long day. It was a big old truck, huh? Oh my god! I've just been dealing with like these uh, these guys who are like. Um, they, they're spending what they the one guy I was talking to he likes he thinks it's it it makes more sense to, to invest in his lifted f-150 than buy a house or like anything else he's like so focused on this this build that he's got for this truck and I'm just keep shaking my head looking at him like man like I don't, that doesn't sound like a good idea but it's your money like do whatever you want but it's just listening to him talk he's just like yeah man like I want to be able to daily drive this thing every day and like on his way there, he hit a curb and like part of the wheel, part of the actual rubber gets knocked off of the truck. And I'm like, yeah, great daily driver there, buddy. Like, what? I'm just shaking, listening to him talking. He's like so serious about it. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, but I don't know. He had like the fenders were cut so they could fit the wheels and like part of the paint's exposed. So it's like rusting already. And I'm just like, <laughs> no like uh but otherwise you know you know we coded the I, I coded the car and then i'm trying to explain to this kid like how to kind of you know general maintenance on a vehicle like you know you want to wash it with this do this or that and he looks at me and he goes man like anything i touch i, I mess up so like i'm not really I, i'm not really gonna I'm not really paying attention i'm not gonna lie like, 
So I get he goes to the show. Yeah, he goes to this show this weekend in like Carlisle, Pennsylvania. I get a text message going like, "Hey, can I use um, those blue shop towels to wipe the truck down?" I'm like, "No, probably shouldn't be using blue shop towels to wipe your truck down after it rains." And he's like, "Well, why not?" And I'm like, "Well, you didn't hear anything I, I told you, but okay, it's your truck. Like, do whatever you want." But I'm just like slapping, slapping my forehead because I'm trying to explain to this kid how to keep his truck nice. But you know what? You, you can't you can't say people sometimes. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, other so, news, hey, other John, news. Derek, uh, Derek is from up, uh, up in the Northeast. Uh, John's from in Arizona, and it's funny, Derek. We were just talking. What's up, man? Uh, we were just talking. Oh, is that? Maybe that's the live feed. That's just his photo, I guess. It's my phone. Uh, we were just talking about the difference in weather, uh, the way it is out in Arizona versus uh, different parts of the country. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a big difference. John, go into that for a second on what you've seen uh, out there in Arizona with chemical-wise. Yeah, it just, uh, you know, with, you know, every time the bottle, bottle says do this in this direction, you also have to understand that that even in garages you're working on, you know, it's over a hundred degrees and those panels are still hot. So um, I just had to change the game of change the way I've done things uh, of working bigger sections, smaller sections, and sometimes just having to hustle twice as fast to get, you know, even just the basic wash done, you know. So sometimes it becomes a race, um, but out here we have the dry heat and you have the, the constant heat and then you have the the moisture sometimes when it comes to the, the the humid season right like right now we're dealing with the monsoon this morning i woke up and it was like 50 percent humidity which is something that is just doesn't happen out here so we have to deal with it all differently um but during the winter time it's beautiful love it just completely beautiful but it, it can definitely get cold enough where that changes even the coating process um everything changes so it's like daily sometimes is different hmm. i know up in here we're dealing with a lot of humidity uh like when i was doing that truck it was 80 degrees 80 90 degrees but then the humidity it was like the swamp like a lot of the like you're saying a lot of the like the flash times are real quick you got to work like either smaller sections or you're you the humidity, do like absolutely, yeah oh my god it was like yeah. it's like, one panel at a time one like even Wait. I was even splitting them up in half pounds at a time, like half a door, or like or just a quarter, or just a thing, because it was so I damn hot. Like this would get high spots unless you're really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a, uh, I did a, I did a, uh, was it last, uh, like two weeks ago? No, two or three weeks ago, I did a portion. I had like one of the pop up tents, and I was like, oh, I, I can do a small section of the CC 105, and I did a small section, and then like I literally like turned, grabbed, and looked back, and it was just high spots galore, and I was just like. Yep. Oh, trust me, I get it. The humidity. I, I, I've mastered the humidity in it now. Like, I get it. But initially, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. So, but no, once you figure it out, it's it's super cake. Hey, GQ, what's, GQ, what's up, man? What's going on, man? I am, well, actually, I'm actually in North Carolina at the moment. But my business is still running in Georgia. I came for, vac for vacation. And the weather in Georgia is like, 
I think we're at like 95 right now, somewhere Ooh. in the give or take. Humidity is, or like or or temperature? No, that, that's temperature. Humidity, uh, I don't. It's hot Atlanta, man. Oh, yeah. Hot, <laughs> hot, Atlanta. hot, hot Atlanta. Well, you know, hot Atlanta, you know, it, it, it has like, like it's just literally started raining on one of my guys while he was out working. He's like, oh, it's sunny again. It's hot. I said, I'm pretty sure. And he said it was, he didn't. I can't say this. He said it was you today. I don't watch the humidity because I'm not doing a lot of correction right now. So I'm just detailing inside and out for now. We're looking at doing some correction. I do have some wild wax that I haven't tried yet. I've had it for a couple months. Cool. No worries. Uh, so what, what, what takes you to Atlanta? Or you said not Atlanta, you just... Yeah, I'm, I'm up here on vacation, and I just seen it. It came to my phone. I'm like, let me hop on tonight because I'm always like super busy. But tonight's not. It's one of those nights where I get to chill. Finally. That's cool, man. Thanks for hopping on. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you and like texting back. I texted you probably like a month ago or so. Asked you a few questions about YWAX, and you actually responded pretty quickly. I'm like, that's that's great. Customer service is pitied me. That's for sure. Cool, man. Thank you. Thank my you. My pleasure. Uh, so just out on vacation? Yeah, just out on vacation. Still working though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a detailer life right there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter where you go. You end up cleaning cars somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And then I, like, on my ride up, because I had, like, a six-and-a-half-hour, seven-hour drive, I had clients call me, like, hey, um, can I get an appointment? I'm like, yeah, here's the link. I'm going to shoot it to you. I want you to go online and book an appointment, and we'll get you taken care of. They don't have to know I'm out of town, just as long as they're happy with the quality they receive. Agreed. Uh, how are you picking up cars there? Well, no, I'm, I'm actually doing no cars here. I'm on vacation. I'm chilling. I'm just, I'm on the phone, like, answering calls and stuff like that. Oh, so you're not cleaning um, cars by your Oh, there. no. You're uh, running the <laughs> Yeah, oh, running okay. the business. Yeah, no. No. Okay, okay. Out that here. makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, no. Way. I've actually cleaned cars when I'm on vacation. I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, I should keep some waterless wash stuff and a couple of rags in the car just to keep, just, you know, just to show people what we do. Yeah. That's cool. I have a beers, no, I we can't see you. no, I'm not drinking any beers yet. Nope, not yet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 845 there. When when do you get started in Atlanta? Well, well, see me, I'm normally at my house. Like if I'm not working, I go home, have a couple of Budweiser's, kick back, relax, plan a day out for the next day and get ready. All right. Budweiser, that's your go-to? Uh I'm I'm a very new drinker, like as far as um drinking beer and things like that. I haven't really gotten to the, the special ones. I see you guys have a lot of different kinds of that I've probably never tasted in my life. Right. Uh, what? So you like, that's uh, what you like is Bud Light? No. I'm, or it's Bud just Weiser, a quick, I mean. You it's just Bud a quick go-to. It's just a quick go-to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all good. I mean, fuck, DJ likes cores, right? I mean, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. He's not here, so I can say that. No, no, it's all good. Uh, I, I mean, that's I typically used to drink nothing but that until most of the time, you know, as we started craft craft beers didn't really get popular until what, like, like five years ago, six five years seven? ago, five six years ago, and they started getting real popular. Yeah, I mean, I my my go to was always. Uh, uh, what did we put a bunch of? We would go to this bar down the street that, like, uh, Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. Miller Lite. Miller Lite was my go to. So, uh, what do you guys think of the night? 
Uh, tonight we're drinking, we've been drinking this prairie slush. Ooh. It's a uh, sour ale with strawberry, raspberry, lemon, and lime. Oh, wow. So Jeez. Prairie's Whoa. a local brewery. That's the other reason why craft beer's gotten so popular, man. It's, it's just, there wasn't forever. Nobody, nobody did their own little microbreweries. But then as those breweries started popping up, you know, 10 years ago, then you know, it took a little time to, to get rolling. And then over the past four to five years, it just seems like microbreweries exploded, especially here in Oklahoma. Wow. John, what's it like out there? There is, there is actually quite a bit of a, a little breweries out here and uh, distilleries, you know, which is, which is crazy because, you know, I, I just didn't realize there was that many until I actually started crafting my own. And then I'm like, then I started noticing they started popping out. So anytime I go out, I would try to find somebody that's, that's local um, or go to the liquor store and find one that's, that's local and just, and know that, you know, the palate, you know, I had to try a bunch of different ones just to get my palate reset. Um, and that was the biggest thing is the hardest thing is trying to, you know, choke down some of the beers. I'm like, Oh God, that's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> hey, so John, what, uh, what besides the wheat beers do you like to make when you do your own brewery? It's, it's right now I'm, I'm, I'm I, I've tried, uh, you know, basically like, a. um, uh, Tecate version, uh, just different spices and oh, stuff. Oh, like just a Mexican some, lager? Just, yeah, just trying to throw in some different stuff. I can't go too too dark because my kidneys just do not like it whatsoever. Yeah. But basically anything anything that gets me a nice little buzz, I'm good. <laughs> I, will, I will take that every time um, because you have a – when you're brewing yourself, you have a, a window where you can go – if you don't transition it correctly, it can that if it doesn't raise correctly, then I learned that like oh I made fifty two beers and not one of them the alcohol content was high at all. And then I made another batch and the alcohol content was like holy crap no. way up there. So one beer, <laughs> woo yeah. It, it, you know these are, you know from a high school dropout having to learn some of these chemistry things. I'm like going okay I can't just uh, you know do go by taste. <laughs> yeah. So it's def definitely been a, a fun adventure. Um, you know, definitely I've, I've got uh, uh, a new orange wheat that I'm going to try to uh, brew up as soon as it gets a little cooler. Because um, yeah, I, I've been taught different ways from some of these local brewers, you know, that, of how to do it, and it, it's a stress reliever. But it's one of those that, whew, it stinks the house up when you're doing it. You know what else stinks the house up? <laughs> I got bulldog, so <laughs> I've got animals, man. So, yep, I'm okay with. Oh that. yeah, that, that, those guys too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely, Nick. What's cracking tonight, man? You ain't cooking? Not tonight. My mama's uh, man in the stove right now. She got some beef on there. Um, I've been working all night. I, I'm not gonna lie. I almost missed this one. That's why I caught to 7:45. I was like. But I've been working in the garage the past couple hours. Uh, I've, I've been trying to put a put an exhaust on my motorcycle the past probably two days. Finally got it done. I'm having a much needed alcoholic beverage, and unfortunately, it's a white claw. But you know what? I'm happy. So you're happy. That's all that matters. You got a white claw. What kind of white claw you got? That mango, baby. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If you're going to drink the White Claw, you go with the mango. Hello. Julie, man. Hello. How you doing? What's going on? That's great, bro. Good to see you. Long time no see. Uh, just uh, vinyl wrapping, uh, BMW. I'm just finishing off some pieces, like these mirror covers. I think I remember, like, last time I was on here, I told you I was, like, vinyl wrapping and starting that out. Now it's been getting bigger and bigger, so to the point where like Ooh. it's assembling stuff on cars now. That's awesome, man! Congratulations. So thank you. Ooh, Appreciate right, it, Marty. Yeah. Looks good. Thank you. Yo, Here. where do you even start if you want to learn how to how to wrap things? <laughs> I it's, um, it's an industry I've always wanted to get like dabble into, at least dip my toes into, but I have <laughs> no idea where I can even get started. You know, I really recommend going on Amazon, get your first little roll of like maybe Vivid or get like a 3M uh, gloss black. And just, just a really easy film to play around with like 3M or Avery. Okay. And basically you can, you can go from there and, and get, your, uh, get your vinyl. Like get like a, you know, a 25, 30 foot roll. They offer all kinds of sizes. Wow. What would you recommend doing? Like getting junkyard panels and practicing there, or or your own car? Yeah, you can do. You can even do your own yeah, car. Yeah, I'd say do your own car. Good yeah. point. That's dope. Is that wrapped? Wow. Is that wrapped? One piece. That's wrapped. One piece. Yeah. Question: How much so, do you charge for that? How much I'm charging this one? Um, I'm yeah. talking about seven hundred bucks. And you're doing with the that entire piece? vehicle, or just the pieces? Um, not the whole vehicle, just pieces. Oh wow! So really, how much did it cost the materials? How much it costs in materials? Um, I'm pretty sure it's like less than like less than 200 bucks for sure. I mean, I have this whole 3M roll right here. I need to get organized a bit. I've been super busy, but this whole roll, it's 55 feet. Mm. I got it for about 460 bucks. Wow. 55 feet, five feet wide, and I've already wrapped a scat pack with wow. doing a mirrors roof trunk. Right, and I've you know I've had to rewrap a couple of times. Um, I did my hood, um, wrap those pieces. So I'm pretty just like less than like less than a hundred or two hundred bucks because wow, I still got plenty of plenty of roll left for the for the roof. Oh wow, yeah, it's fifty five feet, so it's it's plenty, and it's a really popular color. So like even yeah. in fact, um, this three M roll, it's really nice. But what's really special is that this is a really popular color. Because with this car, I was actually going to originally wrap the roof and everything else, all the other pieces, gloss black. But he saw the satin black, and he wanted to go with just satin black instead, hmm. which is, you know, which was nice. Sick. Yeah. But I did the crack a mirror, though. <laughs> it's really awesome to see that's taken off for you, because you're right. You had come on and told us you were about to get started with it. So how's that process been? Um, it's, you know, it's really fun. Um, to be honest, it makes me a lot more excited to do this more than paint correction and like all the paint enhancements and one steps, because that's what I've been really selling off of your product, the Anya product, getting a whole bunch of clientele doing the ceramic coatings, just paint enhancements and one steps and coatings versus just doing like three step paint corrections, four step paint corrections, stuff like that. And that's what I've been kind of going off on. Now for doing the final wraps, it's super exciting because it's challenging, but there's less overhead. So I don't need to buy a whole bunch of tools, like, you know, like my root base tools, my little Adams polishers, you know, stuff like that, or like my rotaries, my Milwaukee's, like, I don't need all that. All I really need is just technique and patience 
and just a few tools like, you know, squeegee, heat gun, and some little ones, but you're spending way less than, you know, compared to uh, detailing. But but he, 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 he made the point of exactly what it is. If you guys don't have patience, don't try it. Yeah. That's, that's a waste of time. <laughs> you gotta have patience. I just do that. Do that or just it. smoke a lot right before you go into it, man. It's still great patience. You're still having good patience. Good patience right there, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, some some really big patience. So, I mean, th there's points where like you gotta <laughs> remove like, yeah, there's points where you just gotta like remove stuff just in order to install it right. Like I was so busy just removing all this old Chinese uh, fake 3M tape on the back of this, and I just gotta get some adhesive remover and move all the rest so I can wrap this um, wrap this wing, this little spoiler, and uh, satin black too. Because I, I could definitely was, see Nick doing that, but John, you're right. Like, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. Way. No, no. I've done it. I love it. I love doing that. But when you don't have, when you're trying to run one business, I mean, I used to do it, both of them. And and when mm -hmm. I, you know, I used to tent windows, used to wrap, and then used to detail. It just became too much. Um, oh yeah. And then I wasn't able to keep up with it, so I had to separate things out. And I want to get back into the full wraps. Because one, I know that I'm good at, I've done it. And two, I also hate having to turn away clients going, ah, I mm. don't do that service anymore. Uh, So-and-so does it. And then, you know, they get the detail, they get the correction, they get, you know, everything else like that. You know, the biggest thing is, is what I try to do is I try to offer my, the guidance of, you know, just because it looks good doesn't mean it's the best choice. Um, for everybody you know there is proper care for for wrapping cars as well so you know point case i've got a client that that decided not to go with the ceramic coating which is perfectly fine um decided to go with the wrap got it wrapped and then his 16 year old daughter took it through a car wash and three quarters of that wrap is gone Ooh. damn car washes actually she, she, she was doing him a favor yeah yeah she's like yeah hey, so no. john i like uh, John, let me ask you this, because we talked about on the episode, we talked about leveling up, right? So that was one of the, the little things that we talked about briefly. So Julian is in a sense leveling up, but what I love about how Julian's leveling up is he's basically saying, hey, I'm, I'm taking away a lot of expenses and he's just using his time and his own energy. So you know, what do you think about that as far as the level up, uh, you know, trying to wrap vehicles as a detailer, especially from a mobile setting to a shop? What, what's your thoughts? My I think, thought is, I think practice, practice, practice on everything else. Just practice everything you're doing because you're going to make mistakes. And if you're not willing to make mistakes, you might as well just get out of the game now. Because... It's, it's not an easy thing. Just like, you know, I had a guy that wanted to ceramic coat and he didn't watch the flash. It didn't watch it flash. And when it did, it screwed it up. And the way to take it off was to wet sand it, polish it out and recoat it. Those are things you just, you just, you just have to be willing, I guess, to make the mistakes, but not be willing to make the mistakes in front of the customer, you know, mm. Know that you know your setting and then also know your client because if you're doing it for Joe Schmo, that's one thing. But if you're doing it for somebody with the, oh, I can take care of that Ferrari and he happens to know 50 other people with Ferraris, 
your name is ruined just by one simple project that you thought you could undercut somebody else because that other person might have done it for 20 years and just because you've done five cars doesn't mean you're just as good so it's just it's practice that's all it is is just practice you're going to build the confidence once you get the confidence go after it go after it if you want to do it shit don't stop just go but don't wait for your intuition to go well i think that's what i want to do that's where the problem is with a lot of people is a lot of people wait i'm 42 years old i decided to jump in full force and go you know so i'm just going to do this and i do it all and i chose to not do certain things I just chose to not do things because I don't want to do it. I always knew I liked that dude for some reason. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. 42 years old, man. I like that guy. <laughs> That's you got crazy. two well, in the pod, yeah. is what they say. I tell well, you there's what. your words of wisdom right there. For Hell sure. yeah, it mm. is. He's 42. That's why. Right. And you know, and funny enough. Is 25. Right. <laughs> okay. And I'm, and I'm 20, man. I mean, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And nice. I want to go off on what you're saying, like making mistakes not in front of the customer. Definitely something that's really 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 like a big thing in vinyl wrapping in fact i actually made a mistake today i actually took up some accountability let me switch the camera right here and actually just cracked the mirror right here removing this mirror in order to remove the mirror cap so this is about 120 dollars fix on ebay you gotta replace it but it's one of those things like you said take a risk right people don't want to take those risks of let's say for doing clear bra i did a clear bra class and I can tell you, I mean, putting your knife to the paint with clear bra on top, it's a really scary thing to do because you have that high chance of scratching that paint. Fortunately enough, with vinyl wrapping, I mean, you have a less chance of scratching the paint, maybe like the edge or an area where the customer might not see that. But for clear bra, it's a totally different, uh, totally different game. And But there's that big risk involved. And like you said, people don't like taking those risks. And for me, in my position, I said, well, I want to take the risk. I mean... I'm only 20 and I never tried vinyl wrapping before. And I'm, I have this mindset like, well, I just want to try it out. You know, good. I've made some good money in doing interior detailing, just doing interior detailing alone, making good money off what Marty has done with the industry, you know, offering these uh, single layer coatings. It's awesome. And going off that, trying to innovate, trying to adapt to the, what's happening right now. And then now I'm just yeah. want to offer a new service because, you know, I'm, I'm getting honestly a little bit, less passionate about the detailing side and I want to more go into the more auto styling side, something I can, you know, uh, share my creativity with. See, and that's so. perfect because you're already challenging yourself into doing something else. So in, in five years, you might hate this whole game and hate us completely. And you might be just straight up going to junkyards, building car yourself because that's what you end up like doing because you find something else. The thing mm -hmm. is, is, we can't be scared to help one another, but you also can't be scared to help yourself because nobody's going to do it for you. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's going to do it for you. And I personally hate failing and I would rather give my business to help another detailer say, Hey, you should do it this way. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome, man. Just keep keep just keep doing it, man. Just keep, you know Thank you. Appreciate if you're comfortable if you're comfortable in it, man, just it's all starting process. Like me, when I go back into rewrapping and start doing that stuff, I'm not gonna jump in and just be like, Oh, here you go, I'm gonna go do it. I'm just gonna jump right. in and go, Hold on, I need a refresher course. 
just to make sure things haven't changed because they have everything evolves everything changes and from how i wrapped I in a different state to here it's different hey theo are you on here no he's he's logged in but maybe he doesn't there you go, i don't know i think he's done some rap i was gonna ask him <laughs> quite a bit gonna, yeah i was gonna have him yeah rap. i was even on the on the group asking about it like I even asked for some help on some advice for um, detailing a business growth, um, or detailing for money. And I was so I was surprised at how many other detailers like even do this type of stuff too. It was like, wow, that's interesting. And you can just see like having that is. Right hey, skill set. Awesome. Oh, there we go. Right. Like to see it. Like to see it. Well, cheers for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Theo, we're talking wraps on the uh, community pub. So thanks for hopping on. Uh, awesome. This is a great time. Uh, Julian, uh, meet Theo. Theo, Julian. Hey there. Theo, tell us about all the stuff you've wrapped and uh, all the great ventures from wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many nightmares and uh, a lot of really good jobs that came out of it. We've done okay. um, body wraps, including door jams full disassembly. We've also done just skinning cars, um, PPF wraps. I mean, quite a bit of stuff. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So Julian hopped in. Julian, show them all that you're doing. All right. So let me get out of my office. I just want to get somewhere a little cooler. Uh, all right. So I'm a one-man shop. And what I've started doing was doing vinyl wrapping. And basically, it's gone to this point where I just started off doing roof wraps. Now I'm doing the chrome deletes. So, for example, I took off the kidney grills off this BMW. Um, took off the roof rails nice. and wrapped those as well. And now all I got to do is get a, get a, a roll ready or a, some film ready for the roof. And I removed the antenna and then... I already wrapped this weird diffuser using some knifeless tape. So just getting a hang of using those uh, other tools that you have, like the knifeless tape and all that. And it's been really fun. Awesome. Be careful with that antenna on the rear. Um, it definitely oh. needs to be sealed properly. Yeah. I had to be careful removing these things. I actually uh, cracked one of these before, so which was yeah. today. So I just had to tell the client, like, I got to replace it, which is like 130 bucks. But yeah. Yeah, it's we did get all the carbon act, carbon mirrors, carbon mm -hmm. carbon piece you could think of, and yeah, it gets a little bit uh, time consuming and tedious when you start taking tearing stuff down. Yeah, but like you really want to get that nice quality job, which is what I'm going for. And then with with the vinyl wraps recently, how it's been going so far, it's getting to a point where I just had a sample roll for a client, and they want me to do a a, a color change on their Harley. So I'm, they're pretty good friends. So, you know, we're not expecting perfection, but we're going to play I think, I, think I just did that color. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. Nice. <laughs> I think here. I got a wrap job in here right now. Hold on. I'm still Okay. Okay. Nick, I could totally see you hopping into that, man. I can see that being right up your alley for some reason. I would love to. I, yeah. I, I'm all about automotive, like, cosmetic anything. Like, 
I, I don't know what it is about it. I'm just so drawn to it. I think I definitely need to dive into it, though, because I'm, I'm just by nature a really impatient person, and I need to find something that can really force me into learning patience into it. And I think rapping might be a really good way to do that. No, I say smoking. Sure. Smoke a lot before you do that. <laughs> Here's another yeah, rap. Help, well, help yeah. numb the pain with your fingers, too. It's like Here's playing guitar. rap job we just got done completely. Yeah. Oh, Redoing wow. it multiple oh, times. Awesome. Okay, so that's the interesting part, Theo. You said redoing it multiple times. I mean, that's the that's the climb, so to speak. That's the tough part of rapping. That hey, listen, you you mess up a, a little thing. You how much does that cost you to redo it? I mean, well, it wasn't really a mess up. The client decided he wanted to change the color options that he had on here. He went from blue to orange. Apologies, orange carbon apologies. fiber. Apologies, it's the oh specialist. I God. apologize. I was just meaning, though, in general, though, let's go back to those early first times you did it, not the now Theo specialist, but like when you do mess up something, right? Like it costs you quite a bit to go back and redo. That's isn't that some of the big hang up for doing that type of work? It is, but you got to be willing to charge knowing that you're going to be making mistakes. And I mean, a lot of the time, most people don't charge enough and they end up losing their profit margin and they start losing money because, oh, I'm going to wrap this car for a thousand dollars. Materials only cost me X amount of dollars and I'm going to get this done. Hindsight. I mean, I would charge three grand to do the job and know that, Hey, I screw up and I have to buy another roll or I have to redo this multiple times. I still have my profit margins in order. Which makes it tough though, right? If you're starting into that business, I don't know, Julian, do you fight that or not? Is that a, is that a tough thing for jumping in? No, um, I don't really fight that too much. I just take on the jobs I feel comfortable doing. So like I said, I started off really small doing, you know, little small roof wraps. And then now it's going to this point where I'm taking apart stuff. But as far as doing a full car wrap as it's going right now, it's not really where I'm kind of, it's something in the later, later future. I'm still in the process. All right, so that's how that. you deal with it then. Cause that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Like to be able to do what Theo just did with that big foot, like, wow, that like, whew. So mm -hmm. that's the way you're doing then Julian. So maybe that's a word of advice for young guys that want to hop into something like that is just start yeah. with the little stuff and then go to the Theo type mm -hmm. level. And I have the leverage, to, I have the ability to do that because I still offer my own detailing services. So money isn't really much of an issue at that point. I'm still getting a profit end of the week. I'm still doing, you know, three coatings a week and stuff like that. And I'm still able to fit in some time doing this vinyl wrapping. It's at the same time, I'm still charging amount that I want to offer. So my service is at, and then I'm still getting that experience. That's cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's really cool. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Derek, does that intrigue you? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, a lot of guys have asked me to do exactly what you were saying. With the, <laughs> yeah, the, right. The, like, the, the okay. He's been very quiet. Yeah, it's almost so like been, you knew he's just going through his little mind. I'm like, shaking my head because yeah. I literally, I can name like four or five of customers I have that, that when they buy new cars, the first thing they do is they wrap the roofs that Matt kind of gloss black 
or they do the back tailgate or they want like letters put on the sides and, and they're always like, Oh, Derek, can you, can you do it for me? And I'm always like, no, I don't, I don't do that. And it's like, Oh, I need to learn. <laughs> like, and then I had a guy um, this uh, last weekend that I went and did his, um, his Jaguar. And when I was done, he was like, Oh, do you know, do you know anyone that does PPF? And I'm like, no, but I probably should know someone that does it. And it's like, I think I, I need to learn how to do it uh, soon. I mean, well, I, like you're saying, it, it does get, it can get a little expensive, but I, I think I, I probably would have the patience to do it, but I just I don't want to be pulling the hair out. I think I'm going to have to practice on my vehicles a lot first, uh, a couple of my friends' vehicles, but I definitely need to get, where did you, uh, Julian, where did you learn how to do it? Oh, that's wow. a big question. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask too. So if mm -hmm. somebody that's a detailer wants to jump into wrapping, um, yeah. before we go to like Theo and the, the full wrap, like Julian when you're just starting to do these little pieces, how'd you learn? Where do you, yeah. where does somebody take that first step figure out how to start wrapping parts of a vehicle? Well, number one, I definitely suggest YouTube and talking to other professionals and then mm -hmm. actually applying that knowledge and getting that experience. So for getting that experience, I didn't really want to test too much on a customer's car. So I just did my own car. Or I'll do my friend's cars, like a roof wrap, right? Very simple one. They'll help me out and we'll do it together. Um, and then, and that's, that's how I'll gain my experience and knowledge from there. And that's how I learned. And then just going off some other YouTube channels, learning how they do it, and then just applying what they know, right? Because it's basically just free education out there. So you yeah. might as well use that and see if it works for you. And then go from there. I don't really have the ability to really see a lot of other vinyl wrappers in my area because they're like two hours away, an hour away, and a little bit too far, and they're really busy with their tight schedules. So I just took it upon myself to just take that risk and 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 just get some experience out there. And I bet you lost like me. I'm having a really bad headache, dude. Uh oh. What? I think I think Theo's having a really bad headache. Yeah. <laughs> Theo, you should take some uh, aspirin or something for your headache, bro. Mm. Or drink more. <laughs> yeah, just just go get another beer, man. There you go. There you go. Food. There you go. <laughs> get some more beer. Having lunch. That's cool, Nick. Uh, Thank you. So you ready to hop in? Soon. Soon. Once I get a, a couple test panels from the junkyard to, to practice cutting on, I think I'll snag another one when I go there and get a and get one and uh, I'll see if I can get a really complex one and I got some parts laying around the house or hell. My mom just got a new car. Not a new car, but she got a, a new to her car. So I think I'll take her old one and she got a, a Lexus IS three fifty, but she she had or we still have a O five Honda pilot. I think that'd be a pretty good thing to do some test panels on with wrap. Yeah. I think I might get three M uh, satin black or a white mm. or something, something that's not that's not too expensive, and uh, and see what I can do. I've got a, I think an, I think an O5 Pilot is is enough panel to uh, to get some practice on for a little bit before I get tired of that. Yeah, I'd, so, so Julian, if somebody wants to hop into this wrap and do it at a small scale, like Nick's talking about, like, hey, I mm -hmm. want to test it out to see if it's something I could do in business. 
How do they go about starting to just get some small films to test out? Is that a thing that, uh, that you did? How does somebody go about trying to figure out how to test out films? Yeah, so actually what I started doing when just testing it out, um, I actually wrapped my laptop. Um, I got to oh, okay. I got That's a good vinyl. idea. I actually found a vivid vinyl whole roll for about like a hundred bucks. Um, and it was on Facebook Marketplace and like it was some leftovers and it was a good amount of roll. And I actually still have it right here. Yeah. Um, right there. It's peeking up right there in the corner. Mm. Right. So I took that roll and basically just started wrapping things inside the house. Um, I wrapped my guitar, um, I wrapped my laptop, um, and then I was like, well, why not just start on my own car? And then I just started in like smaller pieces and went bigger and bigger from there. Hmm, and, idea. You know, and the benefit of that is uh, getting like a cheap roll is that you can rip it off and practice it. And also you're not really like really losing any money per se because, you know, of detailing, for example, like when you're practicing your polishing, uh, your rotary tools and your do action polishers and trying to get out scratches and doing these three step corrections. Well, there's only so much paint that you can remove. Right. Yeah. And like there's a lot of time involved getting the new panels from the body shop versus just vinyl. You can just reapply it, take it off, rip it out, start another area, do a different color if you want anything really. So that's where like you can kind of see where my, where my mindset's going at. It's like, it's really just cheap to play around with versus yeah. just like, all the chemicals that you have to play around with, like, oh, you got Sonex Cutmax, you got M210, M110, you got, you know, Adams polishes, right? Like, that's nice and all to play around with all these nice compounds and polishes, but that's some money that can be used to go use for, let's say, for doing a nice correction on, like, in a BMW Black or a Mercedes Black, right? Because those compounds are expensive. Good point. That's true. Really a good point. I like the I like guys, you said doing the lap, laptop. That makes sense. I, I agree, but I, I want to get to the nuts and bolts. But so anybody know besides the marketplace? I mean, if somebody wants to go get some film, how mm -hmm. do how do they even start just with a little tiny bit of film to maybe do Amazon. they go do they go over to a company that already does film and ask to buy some? I mean, how could how could somebody just get little bits of film to start even testing? You can just well, go to Amazon. That's where I started yeah. was just small yeah. little strips and then mm -hmm. started doing the little pillars on people's cars. Uh, Amazon sells those things. AutoZone sells small little pieces. Um, oh, yeah. They're just vitamin, yeah. you know, in literally 12-inch sections. I mean, just small stuff. You don't have to go crazy, you know, because one, you're either going to lose the patience and be like, I don't just, I don't want to do this. I'm done. Or you can be like, okay, hold on. Like, like he did, he just kept going bigger and bigger and bigger. Julian, I do have a question for you, man. What, okay. what qualities are present in a good film versus a bad film? What, what are the differences between That's a great or question. what, what That's makes a, great a good question. film a good film and a bad film a bad film? How can I know as a beginner when I'm putting on film for the first few times, okay, is yeah, I guess it's, it's just, how do I know if I'm working with a good film or a bad film, basically? Yeah. No, okay, what a great, a great question. question. How to know if you're working with a good film? How do you know you're working with a good film? Well, the thing is, you need to work with a good film first to know how it's good, right? Because yeah. if you work with a bad film, that's all you're going to know. So meaning that you need to work with different films to 
really understand the concept of what makes a good film versus a bad film. But the thing is, though, when it comes down to it, most of the films that you can buy ready offhand, like Vivid or 3M, you know, it's still film, but they just perform a little bit differently than when they're applied. So, for example, the tackiness, when it sticks on the paint and then you lift it off, um, 3M is a lot lighter versus Vivid. Vivid's a lot stickier, a lot tackier. So when it sticks on the paint, it sticks on the paint. And then you got to use more pressure to take it off. And then also stretching it too. They have a whole bunch of these brands, Inoztec, Avery, um, Tech Wraps, a whole bunch of them. But, you know, I suggest starting off with like, if you do want to have a budget, start with Vivid on Amazon. And then, you know, you wrap that, wrap some pieces a couple of times, save some money and get like a 3M roll. And you'll see a complete difference between those two. Now, being a bad film, I haven't really had much experience with bad films. I just had experience of just having a certain technique to use these certain films, right? Just like how we, us as detailers, when you use polishes and compounds, like 3D1 versus Sonax Cut and Finish, right? One's a hybrid compound, one's basically a diminishing compound, right? And we, we, we just play around differently, but you just need to experience it and actually use it in your hands. Hey, who's that that showed up over there? Is that is that Cody's ball? Wow, look at that guy. <laughs> All right. What's cracking, man? What's going on? I didn't think it was going to work that fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're talking wraps. You uh you actually uh worked uh you opened up your shop uh, walk us through that. You were working with a guy that did a lot of wraps but then ran your shop out of there. So walk us through that moment. Julian yeah, we, is actually hot. He's, he's trying to do what's done very well, wrapping small little pieces and then moving into full wraps. So walk okay. us through what you saw. Um, basically, the guy that I teamed up with, we started, uh, we kind of merged our businesses together. He did paint filming and uh, full auto wraps. And uh, he, he hand cuts film. And uh, I guess ceramic coatings and paint correction kind of went hand in hand together. So we kind of teamed up and I got to learn quite a bit from him on his process of, uh, he does a lot of like a uh, full body panel removals of cars when he wraps them. So the wraps last for about four years on most of them. Um, and uh, it was cool watching his techniques versus, uh, you know, just the regular detailers techniques and just, just how many people actually would spend the money to have an actual a thorough wrap done on their car, like a really good job. I've seen him charging upwards of, five six grand to have cars wrapped and he was doing a very good job at it and on his so paint you mentioned stuff, detailing going with wrapping i mean explain that what's the bridge of a wrap shop and a detail shop well i mean you got people that you know they love taking care of their cars and they're like they come to you if you might as well they're going to go somewhere else to have a wrap why wouldn't they come to you for a wrap or a detail they could get both and then they come back to you when they need the wrap removed well there's going to be glue and film underneath the wrap so yep. You get money from him two times, so I mean it's a it's a pretty great deal. He I mean he did very very well at it. He still does, and um, I mean there's a lot of people, car guys, who just want their their even wives to see their car. They buy a car, their 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 husband bought them a car, but she hates the color of the car, so they'll wrap it like a you know a regular color or a satin color, and it looks great and it it it, it just pretty impressive in the wrap world. But you have to have a lot of patience and stuff. I've kind of noticed and. Um, it was cool. I just, I'm not a huge fan of like taking apart cars and putting them back together and taking that long, but it's a really cool deal once you get going. And I think once you get your name established in the, in the rap world, I think you can 
go a long ways. So, and then you start, I guess you start throwing, I don't know if you do paint film or not, but paint film's a really big deal as well, I believe. That's something I wish I could get into. The revenue in paint film is just insane. So, I mean, you say you spend, you spend a thousand dollars on a, on a roll of film from SunTech and you can do probably, I'd say, just off the top of my head, I might be wrong. Don't quote me, but I believe I've seen us do about four cars, just four front end wraps, the front bumper, the hood, and the fenders, about four cars. And he charges an upwards of about twelve to $1,500 per car on that. So your, your profit margins on a paint film is just insane. You know, so if you're looking to, for something to expand your revenue in your business, I think uh, paint film, learning how to paint film would be an amazing thing to grow your your business and that's something I'll I inspire to look forward to doing I, I know how to do most of it but I, I'm not something I'm ready to offer yet but it's something great you should look forward to look into yeah so you recently opened your shop from there how long uh, have you been with your shop now out uh I opened it in I want to say uh, December a little maybe before December and uh, I opened it, and it's been going great, 100% on my own now, and, and I've been loving every minute of it, and it's been going really well. And I just hired my fourth, my fourth part-time worker, I guess is what you would say. So I have four people working with me now, so it's pretty cool. And we just That's strictly cool. do, uh, so we just strictly do paint correction and ceramic coatings out of my shop. And I don't know if a lot of people are just strictly ceramic coatings or not, but I know a lot of people detail and ceramic coat. But just for my niche market, I have is just doing ceramic coatings. So. Nice. We'll see how cool, wanna, we'll see how like cool to, year goes. I'd like to add something in that um, when you talked about um, adding revenue to your business, especially when you're vinyl wrapping, right? Yep. Now that's something I've actually done with vinyl wrapping itself. Um, just recently, I, I completed my third job, uh, basically vinyl wrapping and then detailing at the same time. But it wasn't so much more of like, oh, we're doing it in two detail and vinyl wrapping. It was more so of the, we're going to ceramic coat your wheels, the paint, and we'll also even coat the vinyl wrap once we apply it. Oh, we'll yeah, I didn't think about roof, that. Antenna, yeah. And that's what I've been doing and what I've been advertising quite a bit. And my clients are basically walking advertisements at that point. So it's been really fun. Um, how many, so how many wraps have you done so far, you said? How many wraps I've done so far? Um, I've done about 20. 20 oh, wraps okay. so far. Yeah, not like full car jobs, but yeah. like, you know, jobs. Also wraps like roof, roof wraps. Yeah, part, yeah. Roof. So, so you're yeah. about on like roofs. Are you probably around four to $600 for a roof, basically? Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Or, so that's you know, really good margin, when I yeah. first started, dude, when I first started, I didn't charge that much. I yeah. charged about at least 250 for a roof. Okay. And, you know, that, that's, that's what I did. I never really had the mindset of like, I'm going to make the most, much, the most money I can. Yeah. Oh, that's how you so start, like, right? Yeah, that's how we all start. Just like with detail, just start. So, so yeah. I took that same way, just being patient and just getting clientele with the vinyl wrapping and <laughs> starting off with like not somewhat profitable um, amount of money that I can get, not just chasing for the highest number I can get, just more of chasing for the. Right now, for me, the most important thing right for me right now is reputation, all the time. So, okay. basically, with think, that, do you think you'll eventually that? go to being a full blown wrap shop eventually? Um, I, I see my business turning into a full blown auto styling business with having its own YouTube channel, um, with the vinyl wrapping that's involved and just seeing the clientele I've been getting. And just in this year alone, I started vinyl wrapping. Right. And it was only like a few months ago. Right. 
And with the speed it's going at right now, where I've been doing jobs just from roof wraps, now I'm starting to take apart things now. And now I'm getting clientele that wants to do, like, let's say, a full wrap on the Harley Davidson or a full wrap on their car. And people are asking me, right? That, that amount of time, and I can see it getting bigger and bigger. I can see it to a point where now I see it myself, I'm going to turn into an auto styling business just with the way how things are going. So now, what, what's that? What part of the So what part of the country are you in? I was kind of curious about the COVID. Did COVID affect the wrapping business at all? Like, you know, did it slow no. down through? No. Okay. I don't know what um, part of the country you're in. So. I'm, I'm in the Bay Area. So uh, Bay, okay. where that is, is California. in California. In California. And then, you know, with my business right now, where it stands right now, I consider myself like the second year of owning like a detailing business. Like the last year I had before and a couple years back, I mean, I was working with shops and I was working with some, working with a mobile guy. But when I was working with a mobile guy, the most recent one I had, it was like, I grabbed some clients out here and there, but it wasn't like full time in my own business. This year I am now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the auto styling business, I mean, I really, I really do see that. Um, I mean, I've been learning on how to use Photoshop to go edit some designs for um, some jobs, like for the Harley mm. Davidson. I have, um, I have this Photoshop program and we're trying to make a design on like the front fairing and we want the rest of the bike to be uh, matte green with a, with a pearl color to it too, like a pearl accent to it. So just, just filling around, playing around with that. And with my shop, it's basically all from home. So it's really gone to taxes, which is a good thing, but also, I have all the time in the world to do my projects and you know, it's right there, but I do see myself in the future later on down the road to getting a shop. It's just, I don't see it over here in the Bay area, to be honest. I so see you're myself so mobile. Uh, sorry, are you mobile now then? No, I'm um, not anymore. I used to, but okay. not anymore. You just need um, like another shop just for wrapping. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Another shop for like a one-stop shop. Gotcha. Oh, for everything. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know auto styling in California is a big oh, over on the West Coast. Styling, yeah. <laughs> right? Like think of yeah. like West Coast customs. Yep. SEMA, um, SEMA, any mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I, 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 there's a whole story behind it where I really wanted to do it. Like I think when I was like what, 18 and I was with a, I was with a fixed shop and you know, it was just me and him, but I just started out detailing and I had a really great opportunity to work with all the, like the fancy tools, like, you know, the Griots 21 polisher, the Rupes polishers, right, right before the Mark II, Mark III came out. So it was like, it was really fun and cool. And yeah, that um, was Cody's, that was Cody's favorite. The Mark II? Yeah, yeah the Mark II. Your oh, favorite was the original Rupes. You love that one. Oh, yeah. With the orange the one? When, yeah. it, when it was originally oh, out. Cody. I still have my original. No, the Honestly, I love the the, the original, original boss G15. I don't. I hate the new one. Yeah. I hate the new one. Yeah. I'm not. The new yeah. one's got too much power. I when I saw the new yeah. one, I was like, "What the hell, Rupert? What but the hell, Rupert? Like, <laughs> like what were you doing? Work on cars. Like you guys would love that Rupert. Now I fucking hated that shit. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> original, yeah. You still use a flex, Marty? No, uh, he doesn't use anything. But <laughs> he doesn't uh, do anything. <laughs> No, I mean, Marty's. Marty's. I don't know. Rotary can type on a phone. Yeah, well, maybe, but let's uh, say the last cars that I did, you, uh, no, I buzzed them. When? So I did. Yeah, you have the, you had the rotary. Years, like, you I would buzz them with, months. I did a bunch of rotary to flex to to finish with the DA. That's what I did. You know, or, in fact, we used because. Mm -hmm. 
what did we the last one I remember we did together was like that GNX or Regal. I think we I don't know if you used the Flex or Roops on that. I actually we used the Max on that whole vehicle actually. For which one? The black the black uh Grand National GNX, the oh, black car. That was the last one we did together? Uh, I think so, yeah. That's not a bad one to go That's out. That's not a bad one to go out because you saved my ass on that one. <laughs> no. So what did he, do? <laughs> he saved it. There's no doubt about it. He fucking saved my ass is what he did. What'd you do? Well, I'm going to grab a beer. So, so we found a, it was a GNX Grand National, a 1987. It was like number 26 of the whole series. Like he had it fucking like signed right on the, like it was, it was unbelievable, but he had left it out or it's something that happened. And was it at that body shop or? It was, it wasn't it somebody you knew that sent him over or something? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it had water spots all over it. And so Cody and then his brother Trey. I don't remember. I thought you were your customer. I don't know. Oh, was it my customer? Okay. Like I said, I couldn't remember, but it, it, it had, it had massive, it needed massive cutting, had water spots, had a bunch of stuff on it. So Trey, if, uh, Derek, if you remember hashtag waiting on Trey, uh, <laughs> we're still waiting that's on Trey's older that, brother. That's Trey's older brother here. Uh, this is uh, Cody, and uh, it was the three of us. And you found the right system, uh, and we worked the whole car. All three of us just going. I, I think on that one, I was on the flex, and then we had like multiple pads to multiple. Uh, you know, devices, tools throughout the whole vehicle. I had been given, not given, but uh, I bought at one of the uh, expos previously that flex small little one that's the rotary. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And there was on that 87 Grand National, there was that scoop that came up on the hood. And then there was this small little area about this wide and about this long. And so we, they were finished on the video. I go, oh, we forgot this part. I go, no worries. I really want to go play with this new tool on such a rare fucking vehicle that I have Whoa. no experience on. Ooh. I think there's only and 500 go, of those cars ever made. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, I just started working on it. And I was like, yeah, that, you know, that's okay. And I'm going to just turn up my, because I did the vehicle and I felt comfortable with the paint, but. It, I just, it was a stupid move. And I go, well, this isn't working. I'm going to turn it up. And then I see this little spot. Burn the freaking open paint. Up and I go. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a big fucking uh-oh. Yeah. A Single big stage fucking uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. But yeah, that's an objection to the value of his no. He's diminished it, it tremendously. Well, no, it, it goes to it was Dead in out. the middle. Yes, like, it like, was like, you can't. Like, we're <laughs> fucked. We're you can't hide that. Yeah. You were technically. Yeah. Your I'm fucked. Yeah. You yes. always got to stay calm in that situation, though. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. I kept walking around like, oh, what the fuck is going to happen? <laughs> 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 you're yeah. trying to bleed it over, and you're like, here, give me that thing. Let me figure it out. And so he did. He figured out. He. We merged the paint on a single back. stage clear coat. I mean, sorry, a single single stage paint. He was able to merge it in and clean up my issue. 
I remember standing, yeah, uh, yes, standing yes. a Lamborghini um, Gallardo. Um, it was horrible. So it was you were on the standing it? We had one of these once. No, it was a one. So I was at this mobile detailer and working together on the job. And basically we had one of these die, um, one of these one steps mm -hmm. uh, by Shine Supply. It's like this little, it's like in a little blue bottle. It's basically like a paint enhancement that we we're doing on the uh, Lamborghini. And it was a nice yellow paint. And what he does sometimes, he'll like to leave the little dots. And we left one of the dots on top of the hood, but the thing is, it has a dye in there. And the thing is, the dye stained the clear coat once we wiped it off. Oh. So we're like, holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. And like, it's on the hood. It's like this little fat blob, right? Because we don't like to keep reloading. You know how people reload, re reload on the, um, on the oh, pad? I do the same like this, thing. I yeah, dot around right? the vehicle and then just go to my dot. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we were doing, but... The thing is, though, is that since it has a dye in there and it has a ceramic in there, too, it's like one of those ceramic enhancements that's oh, um, with the polish. Bur his burnout one? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't burnout. It was not burnout. They had something before. Saying, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Really and, um, weird for yeah, they have really hard paint. So, so yeah. to save that, right, um, what we did was actually we sanded it with 2K, 2K, uh, 2K sandpaper, and it, like, it came out. But we were like, itching our, uh -oh. like, biting our nails, like, holy shit. No, yeah. oh, holy shit. The minute you have to take out sandpaper to a car, you, you literally just might as well just put on your pins because you already shit yourself. That's just it. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, put on hold your on. Pens. I got oh, no. my pants real fast. Uh, I, I got a bucket in my uh, van because I'm going to need it right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, and also, like, if it's your first time driving one of the supercars, too, and you don't know how to release e-brake, you can burn that clutch real quick. Yep. Oh, you yeah, can cause... burn it. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've seen it before. I, I, I've never done it, but I've seen it. I was there. <laughs> yeah, um, there was a time where basically um, we're trying to, like, take out the car, and the guy's taking out the car, right? And he's this other detailer, and basically we start seeing smoke, and he's like, I'm pressing on, like, it's in first gear, like, I'm pressing on the gas, but it's not going anywhere. I didn't release the e-brake, right? But the thing is, is with the Lamborghinis, um, especially those models, the older ones, when you release the e-brake, you have to actually pull it up again and release it down. The thing is, n none of us knew that, and then you start seeing some smoke come out. Oh, man. <laughs> it was bad. It was all Oops. bad. Yeah. So, that, so that, lead, that leads me to a point, guys. To a very, very big point that I that is that is my words of wisdom for everybody. We talk to our clients and we tell our clients every single day, if you're gonna correct it, protect it, right? You guys better be doing that same shit with your own business. You better have some kind of backup plan that 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 covers that, you know, insurance or something. Even if you don't have health insurance, make sure your business has health insurance because you gotta cover those things. I worked on a 1979 Lincoln Continental, 1979. I was born in 1978, and this detailer prior to me yeah, has burned. That's the best year to ever be born, from where I stand. You know. <laughs> well, well, put it this way: I'm five two. I could lay across the hood and still not quite touch it. That's how big the hood was. And this de detailer before me had burned the center of the hood. This was all original paint. Um, this particular customer had found the car 
from 15 years ago that used to be her grandfather's. So there was a whole lot of nostalgic. I mean, I heard the whole story of, of where this car came from and, and how the grandfather stitched stuff in the, the dash. I mean, it was crazy. And she said, do you know how to fix it? And I said, I do, but you're going to have to leave my presence. You're going to have to go inside because you are going to cry the minute I have to do this. And she says, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to have to sand it. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to have to color sand this car, blend it, warm the paint up, and get it blended back into the same area. And after I was done, you couldn't tell. But the thing is, what saved that car was because that single stage was so worn down, the best way to protect it after it was done, CC 105, right over the top of it, brought that gloss right back out. Couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, it's an awesome product. Covered by CC 105 ceramic coating um, after it was said and done. Because I mean, I got it almost 100% perfect. But when you have single stage, it doesn't have that clear coat. And it's no longer there because he literally sat there talking to the customer, just burning the paint. I'm like, oh my God. And, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, and it was it was a it was God. a teal green, so it wasn't like it was a uh, you know smart. And then I had you know. Burn story. <laughs> All right, worst burn story. Worst burn story. So I was in college, oh, right? Man. Oh, what burn story? No. no. <laughs> We're talking about paint. Well, you, whatever you want to go with. Okay, I'll any burn, any burn story is fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Do me for that story. <laughs> oh no, I'm kidding. I, I, I don't. So I'm a really big person of like, like just like putting shit, like, like, just not thinking about it ever again. Like putting it. What's the word? Um, uh, there's a smart word for this, and I can't think of it because I've had too many beers. But I just out of sight. I don't think about it anymore. I forget about it. What's the word? There's a word to this. No one knows. Out of mind. Nope. There's a freaking word that I use all the time too. Anyways. I can't remember because I don't forgetfulness. Yeah, sure. That's the dumb word for it. Um, Thoughtless. No. Now I really want to hear the smart word to this. <laughs> I know. I do too. Fuck face. <laughs> no. Ah. Uh, wow. Anyways. Uh, DJ. No, I just forgetfully forget. I don't remember it. Like I don't. I don't want to think about the stories ever again. So they're out of, they're burned out of my mind. It's dementia. No, it's not, it's not dementia. It's not a very smart word. Dementia is not it. Yeah, PTSD. <laughs> we all have that. Doesn't want to remember. PTSD, no doubt. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really have many. I mean, I burned some shit for sure. But I've either fixed it, covered it up, or fixed it. One of the two. Man, I just remember that I, I burned the only two I know of that weren't fixed was the very first one. Literally, um, literally my transition, like so, wiping wax on to getting a uh, porta cable was a big step up for me, right? Like, I literally remember how long it would take to hand wax a car and to get this little tool that would like kind of like vibrate and do it for you was man that was that was legendary and so then this guy came and sold me I just I mean I was out somewhere and somebody was talking to me about some stuff and so I, I bought this polisher that spun around right I mean 
I didn't know. We, I didn't have internet. We didn't have that shit. You literally were just trying to figure things out, John, right? I mean, born yeah. in 78 also. We're talking this was 2002, right? I mean, you, you had some email, but you really didn't. The only thing you knew was if somebody came around and brought you some sheet of paper that had words on it and a picture, like that's the way we, <laughs> that's kind of the way we marketed back then. So I took this tool and I was going around this vehicle and well, I seemed to do okay with it. Well, there came to this, uh, this Ford, ex mm, uh, I usually always have problems with Fords for some reason. There was a, I think, what was that midway between a, a no, it was an Explorer. Explorer. So it was an old Explorer that had that uh, plastic railing down at the bottom. Uh, I think oh. they used it as like that bumper guard as you would push your car out. But it was just yep. like that little plastic piece. Well, was it plastic or rubber? No, it was plastic because it was painted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, right? I didn't know that paint and then plastic, you couldn't do it the same with the rotary. So I was going, yeah, I was going down this vehicle, just going around like, all right, this is going great. And but I look back and I see all these little like marks on this one little piece that's going across. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? I go to wipe it back off and I can't, I mean, mm. wait, it's not wiping off. Like, the f what? Like, wait, where's the paint? What the fuck just happened? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Our worst is on boats, though. When you burn gel coat. I haven't. I yeah. don't like I've never, I've never, You know, I've you know what sucks too when, like you're doing, uh, when you're doing boats, it's also that tinted clear coat or that tinted gel coat too. Gel, yeah. Um, yeah, when I just, cool. did, yeah. We did I did a boat like last year and basically it has that tinted black uh gel coat on there. It was all my pad. I was like, What's that? And I'm looking can, at the paint with my skanker, like, holy shit. Yeah. It's tinted. Yeah. The I mean the best thing about boats is you can fix it much easier than you can. Clear coat for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you put the wrong compound on it. I mean, yeah. You know, you know. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I had John's right. I had a problem the other the two couple weeks ago. I did a boat, and I put. I don't know. I had one of these technician choice ones that was the compound was like orange. Yeah. And we, it was, I did. I actually got some of it on a white panel, and the whole panel turned orange. I was like, what the hell? And I'm looking around like. Like, what am I going to, so luckily I was just, my bro, my brother was with me and he's like, he's like, yo, Derek, did I fuck up? And I was like, well, yeah, but hold on a second. So I literally grabbed, you know, another, another polishing pad and then he put a, um, I think I have Sonax like per, uh, EXO to the right off. And I was just like, don't touch that panel again, leave it alone. Like, I was yeah, just like, yo. Walk away. Just walk away. I was like, let's just go down to the, to the regular gel coat. And I, and I was like, yeah, I literally took that bottle and threw it in the garbage. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like. I don't know why I even bought this bottle. It was cheap. It was at the detail supply store. Yep. Oh my god! As soon as you said, as soon as you said certain compounds, I was like, oh shit! I know what he's talking about. Because that that top, the top caps like on RVs or, or 50s, yeah. they have a different fiberglass than that. And I learned that the hard way. Oh boy. Marty, you taking a picture of my creepy, the creepy eye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I literally just, I just looked at. 
I just looked at my picture and I was like, oh, that's creepy as shit. That just the one eye staring over the back. It wasn't a, it wasn't your picture. It was Marty had a no, reminder on his computer to do something and I, oh, <laughs> and I, I thought it was to see it. I thought oh, it was a picture okay. behind me. Just the eye. I was gonna say like, yo, that is a little creepy. I was like, that's creepy as hell. No, I've just got blackmail now. I'm not I'm a good friend. Oh, that's good. Oh crap, man. <laughs> what beer are you guys drinking? I missed it. Too many, huh? <laughs> uh, Truly. Oh, I almost bought that today, Marty. Oh. Nice. Hey, the, bre- the brewery <laughs> down the street straight from my house. <laughs> Holy shit, they went to town. The yeah, brewery down. The slush was really good. The yellow one was not. The yellow was not good. The black one. Yeah, the slush was a black one. The yellow one was a pineapple. Yeah, but I had to be careful what I premised after. Yeah. Oh, the black one black was. You said the black was good, so you did good, man. You, I didn't finish you my test. The test. I couldn't finish. Figure out how to. You couldn't finish the black. I couldn't finish the black. So you didn't like black. That's not what I said. You can't finish with it. But it has nothing to do with black. <laughs> yeah, but if you can't finish, then you didn't like it. Well, I mean, you can. You've never I finished do. with something. You I finish like. the black every night. Ladies, ladies, you both are pretty. <laughs> ladies, ladies. So, Marty, what's going to happen what's when that you put your thoughts on SEMA canceling? What's going to happen with what? what? What are your thoughts on SEMA canceling? It is canceled. Yeah, I know. Yeah, That's why. Oh, I thought you were asking. Oh, no, yeah. Um, what, are your, what, are, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I mean, so... My okay, you want to know my thoughts? How much time you guys got? Yeah. Oh I mean, no. I mean, my <laughs> thoughts are it levels the playing field even more. You know, in, in different ways, right? Brands spent a lot of money to be there, but if they were spending that much money, I, I would hope that they were recouping massive return for being there. Uh. So. With them not spending, are they not receiving? So me as a small startup, in a sense, that's what we are. We're a small startup trying to go after bigger brands and accomplish more in an industry. So it's it's interesting. Do I stand a bigger chance as a brand versus brands that didn't get the publicity that they would uh, when they focus so much on being at SEMA versus other forms of marketing. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's my thoughts. That's, that's when I think of SEMA, I go, okay, so did that playing field that I'm competing on, did that get, did that help me? I, I, I really I, I feel like SEMA helped you out because you go there and you network with so many people across the United States that you really wouldn't get to otherwise unless online. No, no, but everybody else, I'm just talking exponentially, right? Oh, if, you, okay. if you've got a booth, I mean, they, their growth as a booth at SEMA and the amount that they spend, anybody that goes to SEMA and spends money for a booth, yeah. I, I mean, they have to see massive returns, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing it. Or yeah. otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. So, or... Is it a marketing write-off? Well, it's a marketing expense, but they wouldn't keep doing the marketing expense if it didn't return. Mm -hmm. 
right? That's I mean, they I would. Like. They just would, especially over the past couple of years. They wouldn't have kept going, which you saw certain brands didn't pull back. But the main big brands stayed heavy, heavy SEMA, big boost. And it was almost the bigger the booth, no, it's like better because you saw some brands go huge SEMA, less at Mobile Tech, very Mobile chill. Tech, yeah. like, we're just going to put yeah. up this little pop-up tent with a couple little chairs and come hang out. Grills was like that. Well, it's like it's like the Super Bowl of like commercials. You can think about commercials. There you go. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, like you invest, you spend two million dollars in a fifteen second, thirty second commercial. The numbers are probably off, but still, like that's what that that's SEMA. It, it, yeah, that's SEMA. Yeah. So the big brands yeah. they do it. They might not have an ROI, but it's like I'm the big dog. I can it's afford a, to be here. So it might be perception. It might not be <laughs> ROI. It's perception. I'm the big brand. I'm who she is. I have the big booth. I have the 55 50 by 50 booth. Like numbers are off there too, probably. But I, like, like uh, that's 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 it. It's perception. I am perceiving. Like I invested this money. Whether it's a loss, it could be. It could be a loss, and you write it off as clout right that yeah. could be a theory too you guys, this is where the, the little guy goes maybe that happened which levels then the playing field because they're already behind on the new form of marketing right the, yes no it does level the playing field I, I, I'm, 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 I'm behind you but in regards to why those big brands are there they may not go back because there's good ROI it's just I have to be here if Sonax isn't, or a big, uh, excuse any big brand, I, I use Sonax. So if any big brand's not there, then it may look like to the general public of detailers that they're not doing well, the brand Rele re relevant anymore. Right. 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 I also think any that's brand, kind of why chemical guys. So like at, well. chemical, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was say chemical guys always has a huge booth at SEMA. Yeah. What's that? Because the chemical guys usually always have a huge massive team, but, they're, doing, but, they're doing phenomenally well. Like they've yeah, got an total. incredible brand, an incredible well, model. Because they haven't just dove through SEMA. No. Right? Chemical Guys has like, multiple yes. other outreaches. Abs they they like know the what Walmart the hell they're doing. Like, well, they, you, can buy the, you can buy the shit in Walmart now. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you go to Walmart right, and, and I'm get half of the product line like, now. It's like, oh, wow. I think it's perception over Costco. whatever brand there is. Now, do you guys think that they will do a SEMA next year? Or do you think this is oh, the yeah, end, end of SEMA? Or do you, or you think it's going to come back even crazier next year? SEMA knew it will never happen again. It'll never be the exact same SEMA ever again. I, so, so the only way here's, – so here's my – the only way that it ever goes back to pre-corona – is once there's the vaccine and everybody's okay, mm. right? Mm -hmm. However, right? However, how much damage gets done to that style of business in the meantime? Okay, That's so well, well, yeah, a lot. Like I made I made that post today so that there, I got I got this uh, message. I, I made a repost. There's there's so many massive companies that have filed for bankruptcy that we're not hearing about, right? The, the, the news is only talking about fear and talking about all this other stuff. And we're not hearing about how it's affected so many massive industries. And, and could that be one, right? Could that be an industry that never revives? 
that we go to an expo where we get to walk around and talk to people like human beings. Yeah. How, yeah. how massively does that change out of this? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, we don't know. I mean, the ripple, the ripple effect is just insane. I mean, you think about like all those things, like either, even like Vegas, for instance, like how many hundreds of thousands of people that go to SEMA to see that show, all the hotel chains, all the food chains, like everything is just like a huge, huge ripple, like triples all the way down. That's the second I mean, biggest convention. I know the Consumer Electronics Show, I think, is not even happening next year already. They already said they're not doing it next year. Right. And it's so not that January that companies that have not leveraged technology yet. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. Literally, literally yeah. like they've been so focused in a different style. On physical, yes. right? Yes. But you yeah. haven't intertwined yeah. the, the, the utilized technology to reach the other people as well. So now you're irrelevant because you've had a relationship-based company for so long and now that's cut completely off and all you have is technology which you haven't even leveraged yet so I haven't you, done a thing. you don't have an instagram page for your yeah. business <laughs> how are you going to survive as a company that's and it's fun. just a brutal truth it any industry possible if you are not in tech, like with the ida i'm like everyone's asked me uh back at mobile tech uh in january or were we february january, january. When i got when i got into the presidency what are you gonna do with the presidency of the ida i'm like we need to utilize fucking technology. We need technology. We need to utilize technology in order to grow more as an association. Little did I know, we had a pandemic coming up behind us. And we were moving <laughs> yeah. that direction of utilizing technology. So now we have thought, online CD testing, which went <laughs> phenomenal. It was incredible. So now we have more of that going on. And it's like, yeah, that's what I was, this is exactly why. To be prepared for stuff like this that's happening in the world. And it's just like, I'm like, wow, cool. Cool. So can you guys do your like meetings and stuff like this? Kind of like how we're doing this? All the time. Yeah, they do a lot, I think. But it's because of the arrogance is what it is. It's because those companies assumed that this flow was just going to continue to happen. Like we were always going to be the consumer just going to them every single time. Well, eventually, I'm sorry. Now it's, it's changed. Now you have to come to us. And if you're not using technology to to reach those revenues then you're gonna lose i mean i'm sorry that you know if you want to look at you know something specific as as chemical guys they're they they may have a big booth but they're touching resources all over the place amazon i mean all these places are touching resources mm -hmm. and the biggest thing that we see right now is that i think we touched on the whole you know like free training and stuff like that well i'm personally not going to go spend thousands of dollars for a virtual training, if I can't touch that polisher, if I can't touch those mm. certain things, I'm just not gonna do it. Not, and it's even if my business was double its size, it doesn't matter. It's I'm not gonna make that business venture. Be kind of like watching YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like, yeah, you might as well just, yeah. Give me more time to screw up my garage and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, guess what? The, the, the junkyard's cheaper to go buy a couple panels to screw up versus, yeah, I don't like that for this reason. I mean, that's, it's we have to just think on a different level it's just like the marketing like i get called on a regular basis from marketing companies that and i thought this was shit was funny this morning specifically that a a because uh, out here in arizona we have golf courses like crazy and we also have you know people come to die out here because it's warm you know their bones don't hurt as much 
And <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to process that. Wait, 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 wait. I I thought I heard oh, you oh, John, 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 oh my God. Keep going, keep going, I'm sorry. People come to retire, so so a guy calls me up and he says, hey, so I got this really good pitch for you. And I said, oh, okay, cool, I want to risk it. Now, I find it more comical sometimes, especially when I'm in between details. I'm like, sure, I'll waste your time, sure, okay. He says, <laughs> and he's spitting up all this information about how I'm the only detailer out there that he would love to see on the back of his, his scorecard because, you know, 80,000 people come through a year and I said, do you not realize what the hell's going on right now that, that the social distancing has even affected, you know, everything? He's like, oh, no, no, not the golfing scene. So you're telling me the waste management that is so huge out here in Scottsdale, it's not affected? I'm pretty sure it got canceled. I'm pretty sure they stopped that. So why would I want to waste $500 on marketing when you're just going to print them out and what, toss them somewhere? I mean, that's, that's not a virtual. I mean, so if you're talking about a physical, it's not that way anymore. We have to start thinking differently. Just like, you know, if you're going to your client's locations, what are you doing that is making that client feel safe? Is it annoyance that we have to wear masks? Yep, it is. Let's just get real about that. But are you wanting to pull up to someone's driveway and be like, I know you're here to die, but I don't want to make it faster. So let's clean your stuff this way. <laughs> Different services. I'm just, I'm as real as no, one can be. Yeah, it'd be a, I hope you say that. I, <laughs> I really hope you say is, that. Oh, he's speaking man. the truth, man. He's speaking oh, the truth. Yeah, I'm gonna wear this mask. Hey, I'm well, gonna you do. <laughs> I'm no, just saying, man. I'm, 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 I'm known true. as a detailing misfit because I just don't play by the rules. I play by my rules because if the client. For instance, I had a guy that called me yesterday. I, do you guys have time for another quick little story? All right, I'm going to share this one here. I thought this was funny as hell. Okay. If you're one of my competitors and I call you up and say, hey, I need some help. Can you go take detail one of my customers' cars? Because I can't get to them. I'm too busy. I'm pooping. I'm constipated. It doesn't really matter. Can you get to them? And you say, yeah, sure, I can get to them. All right, cool. Hey, so here's the job. It pays this much. Oh, and by the way, I want 30% for you to bail my ass out. I would rather give you the job and know that my client is being taken care of versus some of these people that think they're entrepreneurs and they're truly not. They're just trying to take advantage of a situation and tell me how to dictate things. And so I'm just, I don't play by the rules of I'm willing to help anybody and everybody in every community when it comes to community. our rules. Yeah. So on, uh, I was thinking of this one, DJ was talking about his, uh, talking about advancing and using, uh, technology. I've, I was in a in a kind of a conversation on the online the other day. So what has, is, does everyone have a website? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was doing some serious thinking on it. I was, I was just kind of like, curious. Does, nice now, does it help the website help them out a lot or no? I had to hit yes. them on the site. Did you? No, I mean, come on, man. We, you, you got to remember when we've talked about that. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. But there's so many people that still think you've got to have a website. 
I think a website is literally just a landing page. No, right? it's social I mean, proof. That, that literally just is, sends links over to it doesn't social, matter if that's what you said like I no mean, no but it's social like it, like a, there's a certain demographic that will need a website now there's certain that won't a over time old. no i think it'd be i think it'd be wow well, hold on yeah because i don't need a website and i'm 40. 50 year olds i don't know Either way, you, in the past, websites were much more prevalent. You need to you have a landing have page. One. You need to have a booking site. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't run a business from Instagram, site, Facebook, but, or anything solely. But the, the amount that detailers used to do on a website versus now. Understand. Okay. Back when you first did your website to the website you have now. Yeah. Right? Right. You were much more intel. You did so much of this. You probably That's all did a bunch really of was. SEO. You probably did a bunch of this. There was yep. all these backlinks. Yep. It was a whole different demographic. Like it was just different. Mm -hmm. Like social media literally made a massive switch. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I I mean, yeah, you still have to do that, right? Because of what's the emergence now with Google, uh, Google My Business. Let me ask you a question. Google My Business, yeah. Like so Google My Business is massive. If you don't have a website, it's hard to build that stuff into Google My Business, right? Because you still have to link some things. They have so, to validate you. Yeah, yes. you can't only be social. They have to. Yeah, you can't only be social. You have to have a website, but over the past year to relatively now, having social more stuff like videos on YouTube to Instagram to uh, Facebook to different groups in Facebook to creating local groups of Facebook to being active in local groups of Facebook like so much in social that a business can do has been predominantly much more effective than just having a website right like paying for clicks on Google versus paying for 15 second video views that you record and then move over to uh, TikTok and then move to LinkedIn and also Instagram. To Instagram and then pay on Facebook for a video Oops. view 15 seconds, but you have to make it further than 15 seconds. It's got to be a 16 second or further video. I'm only spending one cent per view. For somebody to watch a 15 second clip, one cent. So what would you pay on Google AdWords for a website to get on the top page of your search? You're going to spend more than a cent. Oh yeah. Right? So I just wonder but, if how many but you got to do both, right? Okay, let me ask you a question. You can't go yeah. so far on social totally that you ignore your website. You can't. You have to have both. You can't. But having a website, you own a space online. On Instagram, you don't own shit. That's on Facebook, you don't own shit. They on TikTok, you don't own shit. If they shut that platform down, you don't own shit. What do you have? I own ecogreentulsa.com. You can't shut it down. I own this. I pay for this. Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You don't own that. So That's when that, if that ever shuts down, what do you have? No online presence at all right. because you don't have a website. You don't own a domain. 
if you don't believe that social is the next internet social is the internet i understand that no 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 next right it's no because the th the question was dot com to social okay how prevalent is a dot com there was so much of 90s to 2000s that was only all we knew was dot com that's all we knew dot com or print or radio or all that right mm -hmm. this is the same shit gary v talks about but it's it's true that's all we knew when we were at zuds print print we walked around and we handed Hand out, out at gas stations at come and go at different relationships that we felt that we made at businesses printed material hey take this punch card that'll do this like we try we did face-to-face -face type of stuff on our website we offer different things we tried to do different things but there wasn't a lot of traffic for that right so so it just it's just in theory of like chunks of time right so when dot coms became prevalent and well it was pay-per-clicks and all that stuff and and creating uh backlinks and, and creating all the SEO, which they're still trying to do, but that was predominantly big for that, that era. And then do you remember when we first launched, um, uh, even at Zuds, that would have been so 2007, we actually launched a MySpace. <laughs> I was probably like smoking weed in the- uh, I mean, you room. definitely were, but okay. so, so we were active on MySpace. I was like 18. <laughs> MySpace was, MySpace was definitely the precursor to Facebook. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it was, oh, yeah. it was the place to be. It was so, wait, what? You listen to music. Was that you profile posted song, stuff. those working at the car wash? You and had to have a profile song. <laughs> profile song was Oh yeah, my God! Community, right, no yeah. high fives. You know those uh, people that would like that would design your design your profile pages have like the black backgrounds and stuff, the songs. <laughs> and, oh, you, have a, you got you guys you got a Zanga. 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 Oh God! You did? You got a vi You got a video in your in your profile? How'd you do that? Right. <laughs> but so I mean, so I mean, Sorry. you can remember and you can go back through everything that's gone on. I mean, there's. The dot-com era, there's there's definitely been a switch. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's definitely a switch, but I wouldn't say a business should ignore one over the other. I think they should do both. By, yeah, by all I, means. I was just thinking more like how DJ said, you know, we're going, I, I do a lot of interacting with customers. I go places, go to like car shows and stuff. With, with COVID going on, I've done less of that. I was just kind of curious about tapping into another market after I got into it on Facebook the other, guy, other day. A guy kind of made it seem like, I might have misinterpreted it, but he made it seem like you're not a, you're not considered a professional detailer unless you have a website. And so I was kind of like, I took kind of offense to it because I was like, well, what, like, what do Which you mean? You like, I think the new what do you Google mean My that? Business actually has your own website, and I think even Facebook, yeah. Facebook local marketplace. I mean, there's so many different social platforms that you yeah. can have your own. Yeah. Even I mean, Square does no, it now. We get sales off at our Instagram page all the time. There's plenty of people that run their business off of Instagram. Yeah. I would never say you have to have a dot com. Yeah, but I, I, but I know I just think. I, I mean, it is. But to I mean, run off one platform and you're banking everything on that one platform to succeed. Oh, 
agree. It never fails. That's why fail. I say you diversify. I understand. But I'm just saying it's scary to yeah, run. Scary. You said it's scary people run people. their business off a of platform. That's There's scary. people that still run their business off of dot coms and pay for Google AdWords. Yeah, I understand. I know one yeah. person. Scary as fuck. Well, they're not maximizing opportunities. <laughs> That's all that. <laughs> That's bad. But no matter no matter which way you go. Don't get wrapped up in the deal of letting someone tell you that can you handle more business. Can you truly do this? Because you can't do it without our help. You can do it. Yep. You just have to know. And the thing is, is we all have the same Google. We all have the same stuff. We can all just re research different ways. And the thing is, if you go into certain ways and talk to you, you'll know what doesn't work for others. And not everybody's going to tell you what doesn't work for them. But in communities like this, it's perfect because, hey, what's working for my business will not work for your business. But right. what's working for your business, I might try 10 times over and fail nine times out of 10. Yeah. It's, you've got to be consistent that no matter what, yes, I, on both sides of the fence, the answer is yes, you do. But it's only because the demographic that you want to get to. That is the bottom mm -hmm. line. What demographic do you want to get to? And where do you want to be? Do you want to become obsolete? Because if, if you do such a great job on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and all those go away, then what are you left with? Well, then you got to start all over again. Well, it does go back to, you know, everything Google controls so much. They have to verify your business. They have to verify that you have those certain things. I mean, these are, these are mistakes that I have made time and time again that I'm like going, okay, well, gee, it's 25 bucks a month. Pretty sure you spend that just in coffee or stuff like that. Go go get a GoDaddy landing page for 25 bucks and, and just put it there. And it all has to be, you know, your sample page. You can build it off Wix.com. I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to do my stuff. My wife built it in like four hours. And I'm happy with it. It works for us. thrust. Did you notice yeah. an increase in business from it? Yeah, did you get any? I, I, hey, so here's what I want to know. So there's some old fuckers, myself, DJ, John. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, now where they all are. <laughs> I can answer whoa. that question, Cody, whoa. about dot coms versus social. 31 is not an old fucker. You are an old fucker. No, I, I want to know from the fucker. young fucker. Yeah, I'll, Julian. I'll let you know. Julian. I'm the youngest guy here. <laughs> <laughs> all right julian since you're the youngest fucker on the zoom call right now i'm not far ahead of you but uh but julian so from your perspective as a 20 you know you're young into the business young 20s when you think of your business model do you go heavy on a dot com or is your business model focused more on social what what are you like um for me it's to be honest, it's social for sure um, with the way how it's going right now. But, you know, I've seen some results going off .com. But I think the way right now how it's been, apps, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, really, I mean, it's been really making your business model even bigger at this point. I mean, getting more clientele from there um, and people seeing that. Um, and Instagram really allows that, just seeing it from there, from Instagram, for example. And I've, I've just seen how people, like you said, then with your business too, I mean, you can get so much business just from an app. That's crazy, right? Um, back then you had to say, you had, oh, you need a .com, you need a website. But now you can literally just make an app and sell products through there. And I've thought about it in the sense where like, you know, where businesses now they're starting to develop apps for their businesses. 
right? So they're going off from Instagram. Now they can off their own app. The detail app. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. And I think that's so huge now in the industry, which is like what we need to do now, especially for the IDA. I'm surprised there's not even the IDA app, uh, phone app. So I, I just see that in our industry where we kind of need to head forward into, I mean, something new and in my business too, where I actually even need to focus more on my Instagram. Do you have an Instagram specific for your business? Yeah, I do have an Instagram specific for my business. Okay. I always wondered that too. Mm -hmm. I do. I and I do have a website. I'm personal and running my Instagram. I run my Instagram through my, my detail stuff on my personal page. And I always mm -hmm. consider going. Separate it out. Instagram separate. specific page. Separate it. Separate it. Because just like mm -hmm. Facebook, separate all that stuff out. Because when it no longer becomes about you and you grow your business so strong, you don't want your personal shit all over the place because then people start oh, yeah. picking it apart. Your views, everything else like that. <laughs> I never thought of you're that. There, you're there to take care of your car, take care of your clients. And I would rather see a, a shitty review about you had a bad day than your political view on that because it's not about that. It's business and mm -hmm. that's where people get turned off real quickly. Uh, at least that's just my opinion of what I've seen. No, that's correct. These are things that say one political thing and ruin a lot. They take a lot of people away from your business. There's certain yeah. things you just you just don't do, and 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 you know, you know, I'd rather act a fool and and dance on camera like a damn monkey than have anybody see that, you know, oh, I went to this place and I, I got an argument over over some political thing or something stupid. It just or I'm filming going, God, these days are going to be dumbasses because they're doing this. No. Or like one thing I'll never do personally and professionally is I don't talk bad about a business. Mm -hmm. I nope. say that either one, they're just not educated enough and they just don't know because they've never been told because it's a proven fact that I think over 75% of unsatisfied customers, regardless of what field you're in, don't complain. Think about that. 75% of people who are unsatisfied with your service, regardless of what industry you're in, they don't say anything. Well, what about the 25% that is happy or the 10% that's happy? We want to hear from those 10% because, okay, yeah, you're over here saying, ah, my, I, I do a shit job, but do I do a shit job because I just smoked the blunt? Or because I just... <laughs> you know, a better job because you smoked the blunt. I mean, we, know, <laughs> I mean, so we got Daryl hopping on. Hey, Daryl, so... Love the beard, man. That's a that's a legendary beard you got right there. Uh, much <laughs> that. Uh, definitely some multiple in you if we can see that uh, that beard. Daryl, wonder your opinion. Uh, the question was asked: What is more important in your view as a detailer that owns a business, a dot com or having a social presence? Um. I've leaned more towards the social presence um, and there's kind of like a co-mingle in the sense of what my man John down here was saying. Uh, I lean more towards the other side from what he was saying. I know you shouldn't mix personal with business, uh, but I, for me, I'm a transparent individual. And by being transparent, that opens up a, a kind of a category in where here I am, you know, no disrespect, but I'm a black guy detailing. Uh, 
and predominantly my customers are white. And the reason that being is because one, I'm transparent. Two, I do things that I don't think that in, in my culture, a lot of brothers do. I go hunting. I like guns. I like fishing. I like golf. Same here. Uh, yeah, all these other activities that I do hey, Darryl, have brought me business. Side note, side note. Um, the podcast I sent over to you had the uh, the black guy that was in the NRA. Mm -hmm. Colin. Colin. Uh, uh, oh, the Pew Pew. Uh, Joe Rogan. Joe, Joe Rogan was on there. Hey, you got to go, go listen to that Joe Rogan podcast with Colin something. I think well, what you just said, you'll really dig that podcast. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so so by by me being transparent and kind of co-mingling my, my – I have two pages on my Facebook. I have my detailing, and then I have my personal. Well, I kind of use both as a business platform in the sense that I'll post cars that I did on my personal, and I will post cars that I did on the business. And the reason I do that is because there are so many friends that, that know me that really don't know that I detail. So uh, Instagram – Facebook, you know, those have been my go-tos for bringing in and generating new business. So as far as the dot-coms go, uh, I haven't I haven't touched that only because I've been pretty good at getting new clients, keeping the clientele coming in just off Facebook and Instagram. Good job. That's awesome. That's that awesome. Is, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And like I say, it has a lot to do with because I, at least I feel like because I'm transparent, I'm involved in other activities that, you know, most people in my culture aren't involved in. So those who are into guns and firearms, right, uh, we, we, we may pop up on the same page or whatnot or like something uh, and, oh, this dude details also. Bam, hey, you know, is this D1 detailing? I'd like to get my truck detailed. So it's just these communities that I'm able to tap into. I think had I not commingled my accounts, I wouldn't have the business that I have now. And I like there's commingling, it's more you're, you're, you're advertising on your personal page what you do professionally as well. But I think right there's point in case. That's what's awesome about this community is we have two different worlds, two different spectrums. And I agree with him. And, and he agrees with me. And that's what's so awesome about it. That's the reason why we all work well together is because if we all seen the, the same way, then we all would fail. But together, we lift each other up. And that's what's awesome. Yeah, I got to be honest, too, not to cut you off. This, this community that we're in... Um, <laughs> It is by far the most uplifting, personal, just you know, paying it forward type industry that I've 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 ever seen. I mean, you know, we've all had several different jobs, right? Yep. And and in each job that I've been involved in, you you tend to not want to give up the secrets to success, right? Exactly. But in this industry, it's the exact opposite. It's like 
the more you help somebody, it's like the more gratitude and the more positivity that comes back. You know, uh, Marshall, you've helped me out quite a few times already. And it, it just made me feel like I need to do more. I needed to say more. And so by doing so, it's like it's got my name out there more often. You know, I, I have guys here that are in my area that are that are starting out um, asking me questions, you know, on, on where I, you know, was able to be successful versus where did I fall? You know, all these little shortcuts. And I'm more than happy to help them because it's like there's enough to go around. And if you do good enough of a job. Shut the fucking door when he's taking a piss. You didn't hear that? Hell yeah, we heard the whole fucking thing. You guys like that? That's some good pressure right there. You know what that means? <laughs> you ain't driving over. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you. Daryl, that's, that's some really great words, man. I really yeah, appreciate, appreciate you hopping on. Julian, everything that you're doing over there, man, really keep growing. It's it's really awesome. Thank you. It's, it's, I'm very hey. fortunate to have you guys, you know, talk to you. I mean, going back to that first interview that I had, I think that was really cool. Um, that was awesome. So it really opened <laughs> yeah. my eyes, and I was like, wow, I'm getting an interview? Like, holy <laughs> shit. And then yeah, it kind of just, I guess, boost my ego a little bit, and then I just use that energy to kind of just explode my business to where I am now. Nice. So, yeah. Tech, awesome. That was fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Nick, thank you as always for hopping on and taking the time. Uh, we, I, I, I'll be, you know, if, if we want to talk transparent, honest, <laughs> I would like to see next time you cooking. I, I really like seeing. Yeah. What was tonight, bro? Like, <laughs> no, no, he said his mom was cooking tonight. So uh, he, he was off, but. Man, Nick, I like see, to man? cook. I cooked all weekend, and, and you I are all like, the time. Yeah. So I, I love watching you cook. So run back and keep forth. And... You cook on okay. Wednesdays from now on, yeah, right? Like Wednesdays are your Wednesdays. night. That's your night, man. Let mom do every other night. <laughs> Tell tonight, mom you're cooking on Wednesdays. These are my nights, mom. How uh, how educated do you want the next meal to be? I can get, I, I can make it dummy yeah. simple, yeah. and and get you guys some easy recipes, or Definitely. I can do some uh. First. Some intricate stuff. So, I think I'll, I think I can I can find something to make it interesting next time. DJ said just the tip. Yeah, like that's I, all he wants is just the tip. No, I, I can't I'm, take it all I'm at once. All you gotta, in. you got yeah. I'm all the way in myself. I can't take it all at once. I need just ease <laughs> Listen, me into man, this. I, I was down to Mexico eating off street cards too. Right? I'm good to go. Man, I'm not jumping. That's in. What's up. All right, we'll do something next week for sure. Cool. Definitely. John, thank you so much for the whole night. John was thank on the episode and he moved over to the community pub. So uh, everybody go check out the episode with John. We talked about stresses, things that we deal with as detailers and as business owners, the different stresses that we all feel. And we're moving into a segment of, you know, how to deal with all the headspace, all the different other aspects of detailing that we don't really always talk about. It's the whole business aspect of it. And, uh, well, that also pulls against your personal life. It pulls against your detailing life. It pulls against every aspect that you're trying to do for what you want as a business owner. Uh, stress is a regular thing. So that's what we talked about. Next, we move into uh, fears. Next fears week. that we have, especially as coming into the end, you know, John, 
you already said, which is, I loved what you said on the episode. You have customers that have moved from two cars down to one because they are under some financial stress. So that ripple effect happens to detailers. And so that's why we at the podcast are trying to put that out there as much as possible while, you know, we just want to make sure everybody knows there's a massive chance of, uh oh, and there's also a massive chance of seeing the ripple effect and moving in a positive direction so that we can, well, do our best to go after these new clientels that are coming in or new ways or like we've seen if somebody somewhere, somebody saying, hey, I went from two to one. Well, maybe my clientele list, how can I adapt to that? Right. It's it's talking. It's community. It's discussing. So that's this was just this. I love this episode. I loved everything about it because, uh, well, it had all to do with community and what we tried to build. So discussions, reaching out, talking about new forms, Julian, like all those little intricate pieces. There'll be plenty of people that might be able to save their business off of the time you spent showing us how to do it. So, I mean, it really great episode, guys. I can't thank you enough for your time. And thank you guys as always for hopping on. So thank you very much, guys. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you. See Stay blessed. We'll catch up. Right, have a good one, guys. See you guys. Hey, remember when I told you you were going to love that episode? Whew. Was that not a amazing, great episode? I know I enjoyed it, so I hope you did too. All right, next, hop onto the Zoom pub. You know it was coming. Man, we really love those times. They're really great. So if you like drinking beer, Zoom pub every Wednesday night, 7.30, meeting ID 918-800-1188. Hey, it's virtual. You can chill wherever and drink beer with other detailers. What a great idea. All right, the other thing that if you guys would be so so humbled to do, so privileged, whatever. I know we would be humbled. Would you be privileged? I think so. I'm going to go with that one. Hey, if you would leave us a review, I know we got some bad audio. I know sometimes we fuck things up, you know, but hey, overall, hey, we're some detailers that just like to have fun, drink beer, and enjoy each other. So leave us a review. Go give us a rating. Would love to get your feedback. And as always, hop on to uh, find pints of polishing podcast at instagram and shoot us a dm let us know all the great thing that you're getting out of these episodes all right hey this is marshall total auto solutions and uh i think you know make it a great day